This is Mike Cohen, former personal attorney and fixer, to now thank God out of office and hopefully soon to be indicted and incarcerated, our former idiot in chief, Donald J. Trump. And I never listen to none taken. Zip, zip, zah. Zip, zap, zap. I've never taken an improv class. I don't oh, fucking I, know. I, I feel like Slickets is so mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I want to talk about that. So, I mean, I, I guess people have ran for office in prison before, right? I think it's happened. It's kind of well, weird. But Eugene yeah, Debs happened. did, but it was like you knew he wasn't going to get it. He was like being a Bernie Sanders sort of. Wait, who did? Eugene Debs. Isn't it Eugene Debs? Oh. Yeah, the yeah, original progressive yeah. I, era. I always think of Mr. Krabs. Um, when that I makes you, him, Eugene Debs make you think of Krabs. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean... I don't know. Do you think this guy would even be? I guess he's. If he won and he had like, jail time, would he just like? I mean, he'd still just be in prison. I feel like there's enough of his supporters that are crazy enough to vote for him. But <laughs> people like him enough, dude, you're right. They would vote for him, dude. Regardless of yeah, yeah, because I mean, they like his legal status, right? And they were into him like during the pandemic and everything too. They're all in. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it was it was huge. Shit. Yeah, that would be pretty pretty wild. Do you think he was wrong about some stuff though? He was wrong about a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> he, stuff. he was right. He was right to get rid of his first wife though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what do you think? His boyfriends are going to be okay. I guess it would be the first boyfriends. Is that what we'd call them? Does he only have one the boyfriend now? One. Huh? I think it's only one. Uh, those, a, the other one killed himself. Right? Oh my god, you're right. Uh, I mean, we can't yeah. let the Tiger King be president. <laughs> No, that wouldn't be okay. Uh, I do have an opening clip for you. I don't think this really fit. We didn't do anything for St. Patrick's Day because we didn't do a show on Thursday. Oh, yeah. They all thought we were talking about I also about. didn't do anything for St. Patrick's Day personally. They all, they all thought we were talking about Trump, right? They did, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. It was so funny today. We'll talk about it in the show. But it was so funny today how it didn't happen. We're like, okay, I've got a whole thought on that, but I'm not going to spoil it now. <laughs> but it is like the okay. second half of the show. So I guess listeners, stick t stay tuned. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. So well, I went out. I uh, not on. I mean, so it was the day before the wedding. It was the Friday before the wedding. While it was Friday in San night. Diego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had a rehearsal dinner that night. But during the day, I watched college basketball. That was fun. I think San Diego State won their game that day, or no, they were the day before. I don't know. We went to a dive bar. There were bar. some big upsets, right? There, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. No, um, we don't do that. <laughs> somebody sent this in. Who sent this in? Who did this? Uh, damn it, I didn't put a name. Maybe I found this. Uh, this is a uh, St. Patrick's Day forecast in Philly, where apparently they know how to fucking party. Oh, I sent this in. To another woman who likes to be double-fisted in a different way, I think, Jess. <laughs> she means beer. She means beer. Uh, guys, <laughs> she means beer. Don't put me on YouTube. My God. She fucking knows on the spot. <laughs> Y'all let me in this damn beer. house. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right. You want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. 
I just hank out the main. Boom. Welcome to Not Taken, the internet's only debate and current event show with your hosts Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song Ways and Means for intro music. Thank you for joining us. The time of this recording, it is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. We don't have an advertising budget. Y'all are ads. If uh, so, leave us a review, or you can be a walking advertisement with a very small hidden font in it. You can get our uh, "God Save the Queen" T-shirts with a picture of Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, and uh, in a very, very you can't even see it. It says "None Taken Podcast," but you're uh, you're advertising us. Or you can get one of our cunt-themed mugs. Uh, actually, we have a cunt <laughs> shirt too about Marjorie Taylor Greene. You can figure it out. It's a pictograph. Um, yeah, that's over at uh, FungibleNunTakens.com. Uh, Cunt's going to come up quite a bit in this week's show because I was hanging with Aussies this last week. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's one more thing I'm supposed to tell you. It's that um, if you want to be cool, you could be like, <clears throat> Slick It's Digital. No, damn it. Slick It's Digital's cool. And if you're cool too, then head on over to SlickIt'sDigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. Alan, help. Hell yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a great week last week. I, I got up some fun. Yeah. Although today I am sitting in the uh, the middle of an atmospheric river. I come to you from an atmospheric river, Dustin. I f- um, feel like it never stopped. Like, I, I, when I, everyone I know who lives like mid to Northern California doesn't sound like you're in the middle of one. Did it? Yeah, st- again. You had good Another weather. One. You had some good weather. We you had, had a good, break. Okay. Yeah, we had good weather for like a couple of days, and then it got foggy and mm-hmm. kind of misty. And then today it's just pouring, and then windy as hell, man. I got home from work today. I got in my car, and first of all, the wind like caught my door. And yeah. It's like you know, ripped my door off. Did it hit anything? And then I got out. No. Did that? I got out. What was that? Well, that happened to me oh, when we had a bad windstorm the other day here a couple weeks ago with my work truck. Flung the door out of my hands. Like I was holding yeah. onto it and it ripped it out of my hands into a Mercedes van. And I'm like, oh, no. I turn and I look and there's a woman in the passenger seat waiting to pick someone up. I'm like, fuck me. Then I look a little bit further and the whole front end's da- like destroyed on the car. She's like, honey. Oh. She's this old black lady. She's like, honey, I don't care. Bless your heart. Which, hold on. <laughs> now that I think about it. I think that was an insult. I was like, are you sure? Like, you know, this is a work truck. Like, I am sorry, but like, you don't have to. She's like, this thing's beat up. Just enjoy your day. Yeah, like, just, just add it to the other dents. Uh, no, fortunately, I was on the street and there was no, nothing nice. next to me. So didn't hit anything. But yeah, I got out, almost got knocked over by the wind. Oh it's pretty wild. It's howling right through this this area right Damn. here by me. I don't know if you can hear it. But um, anyway, so that was wild. Um, on Sunday, I went up to Jerry's place, study hall in Berkeley. Um, dude, we had such a blast. Was over somebody there. playing? Um, no, no, but he released a new. Uh, Wait, he doesn't spring. have. Did they do live music there? I apologize. I forget. I know his last place did. Okay. They do. They, um, he's starting up bands again because he stops kind of for the winter. So he's starting yeah. up again, I think, in April. Okay. He said. 
Uh, but he just released this new spring menu. So there's new drinks, there's nice. new food, nice. all kinds of cool stuff. I, I tried a bunch of his new drinks. They were all awesome. Um, and he's his the whole menu, the, the drink menu is every drink is based on a song. So part of like the song lyric is the name of Oh, the, that's so up his uh, alley. Good job, dude. Right. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend that spot. If you get over there, you're going to have a good time. What's it called again? Uh, Study Hall? Study Hall in Berkeley. Gorgeous views. Top of a hotel uh, overlooking the entire like Berkeley, Oakley, o- Oakland Hills. Um, if you go at sunset, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, but anytime, any weather, you're gonna, it's beautiful and you're going to have a great time. Dude, it must be um, so green up there. Like when we were flying in, I, I mean, just the desert was green. Like all the yeah. shit. Like I, I flew over um, the Salton Sea. And it was like, mm-hmm. I've flown over that thing, I don't know, 100 times in my life, but, you know, flew into San Diego mm-hmm. a lot. I'm not sure. Uh, let's not say 100, so it's not a crazy number, but like, I've never <laughs> seen it. I've never, it's always been like, oh, yeah, that's where they were like, you know, the map looks like there's a lake here, but this is the dry thing. And it was like mm-hmm. full. Like, I don't know how much fuller it could wow. have been. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you were talking. I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah, no, it it is it is wildly green up here. It is uh, almost impossibly green. Every hill is just covered. It's all um, gonna burn. Driving home today, I also saw a bunch of accidents driving home today. I saw one. I don't know how they did this. This it was on the side of a hill, almost a sheer cliff. Oh god! And the car was the car was like vertical, like pointing down and pointing in the opposite way, way direction of traffic. So somehow it like went up the hill and spun around. I, oh, I don't dang. know. And wow. it was on its. It wasn't on its back. It was on its tires. So I, I don't I don't understand how yeah. they did that. Um, but that probably saw off three or four pretty gnarly accidents driving. Just because of the wind, uh, right? Like it's the rain yeah, and the wind the, and the bad California yeah. drivers. I, you know, they're bad out here because they're stupid drivers. They're bad out there because they're <laughs> dicks. I don't, I'm not going to say they're smart either. I'm just saying all the drivers in California are like, I know exactly what I can get away with and I'm going to push the limit with my vehicle. And out oh, here, yeah. people are like, I'm going to run this red light because I don't think anyone's com- coming and I'm probably, you know, probably, probably not paying attention anyways. Like it's, yeah, I was seeing, I was seeing people like weaving in and out of traffic, 85, 90 miles an hour in this weather. I'm like this, that's not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and it probably did. No, no. Uh, well, yeah. as, as I mentioned, I was in San Diego all last week, as we heard from yeah. uh, last, last week's Wednesday show. Um, I gotta say it was not much of a vacation. <laughs> I had to like, sucks. I had to keep telling myself like, okay, you're not at work and you're in San Diego. Like, this is good. You know? Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even say it's like, I, I barely had to do anything for the wedding. It just was like staying at my mom's house for the first few days. Then we got a hotel and then back to my mom's house and then flying home. And in between all that, Natasha was helping with the wedding. So I was, I mean, I was, I was still helping. I guess I was probably doing more than I think. Um, like the day of the wedding, I just had to, I set up, dude, I can hear that wind. Mm, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, the day of the wedding, I set up like the little, um, archway above there where they had the, had Oh, the I saw the picture yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. That was all that was cool. Yeah. That, and, but, but it was just, it was stressful. And I got to say like, I'll leave this a little ambiguous. So it could really be either of the mums, but one of the mums, and uh, I'm perhaps I'm hinting at it by my pronunciation. One of the mums <laughs> like just really doesn't do a good job externalizing their stress. Mm. So internalizing they, they externalize it as opposed they, to they are great at externalizing okay. their stress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah. They just offloaded on people and <clears throat> it almost feels a little bit of like, 
it seems to happen when other people are getting attention too. Um, mm. And it was just kind of unfortunate that it would happen, you know, around a wedding where it's stressful enough anyways. And you just, you right. think that that's going to be the person that's going to be helping you pull it off. Not literally, honestly, there was no stress with making the wedding work. It was only things that were coming up from this person. Um, mm. Like I can give you an example. You do please. So, um, their son is not the groom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guess we know who that is now. Um, so their son is not the groom and they, uh, insisted on day before the wedding insisted on rather than the groom giving away the both, both moms and like not giving them away. What the fuck am I trying to say? Walking them down the aisle. Mm -hmm. So instead of the groom walking both moms down the aisle um, and then to their seats, the they insist she insisted on their son, who's like, I don't know, like probably otherwise would be an usher. Right. Like they have zero role in a sure. wedding, right? Like, right. When right. It's their wedding. Yeah. They have a role. But this, you know, the brother of one yep. of the people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Insisted that <laughs> she insisted that if he didn't walk her down the aisle, she wouldn't show up. What the? <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. So, so that was stressful for like a full half a day until I got the bright idea. I was like, Hey, did you consider calling your brother? And they're like, no. Oh, damn it. Well, anyway, uh, so we called, we called him and we we're like, Hey, um, do you want to walk your mom down the aisle? And he's like, no, why? This is the first I've heard of this. So it's like, he doesn't want anything to do with this. Like, uh, that's so, be that's, part of this plan here. That was so, and like, so he was never talked to about it. And then it was just being demanded and just, you know, and, and then the set, the moment eventually goes and it's fine. And, uh, Dave was pretty good. Dave was actually really good. It was a great ceremony. That's just one small example. It was little things like that. Just the whole time. I, I honestly, I think back at it and it really getting the flower arrangements made that Natasha, I helped pick them out like the flowers and then Natasha made all the flower arrangements. Um, oh, that's cool. Getting them made and transported and like doing that day of and the day before was stressful, but it was like what mm -hmm. you'd expect. It was like all this other extra bullshit. You're just like, why are you making this hard? And just, and then, and, and also, also when I say it felt like it wasn't a vacation, it was San Diego and it rained literally every day except for the wedding. Well, at least it didn't rain on the wedding. Perfect. Day I know. Right. But yeah. man, but like I didn't go to the beach. No ironic. Anything. It is. It is. They say it's good luck when it does, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. If as long as we're continuing to dish about family, I'm going to get this one out because I think this is a fucking story, man. So, okay. um, can't wait. The sister of that brother that didn't walk their dad, mm -hmm. their mother down the aisle. Yeah. Um, they have. I actually, I should be more concerned about saying the right term. I want to say borderline, borderline personality. Something oh, where there's like okay. manic swings, right? Like yeah. and then mm -hmm. sort of like the troughs too. So she was on like best behavior, like excellent behavior for the wedding. Perfect, right? Like n very few of the problems were anything that was at all related to little things. Like she was going around handing out things during the wedding that nobody asked her to that needed to stay where they were and then had to get collected. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You're trying to be helpful. Right? That's not that big. Yeah, of a deal. yeah. No, no big deal. Um, that's something I would do. So I'm like, ah, I can see that happening. Um, so anyway, the uh, so best behavior day of the wedding. So, you know, 48 hours later or so, things have been kind of rough since. 
um, mm. which is to be expected. I even said it on the plane. I was like, hey, just be prepared. It's probably going to be ne- bad next few days, you know, as things sort of equilibrate. That's mm-hmm. new. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they're starting rumors in the family that the reason that the brother didn't get, walked, get, get to walk the mum down the aisle is because he's only a half-brother. Oh my god! That's not true. That's it's not it's not a thing because it's not a thing. She didn't do it because it's not a thing. Like, right? Wow! I know it's it's it's. Well, stressful. you know what? At least she kept it together for the important day, right? So fantastic day yes. too. Great wedding, uh, and they're a great couple. I'm so happy for them. Congratulations, Bianca That's and awesome. Louis. Yeah. Um, oh, me and Natasha. I caught the bouquet, or Natasha caught the bouquet, and I caught the uh, underwear. Um, it's kind of weird that you catch like underwear. the negligee. Yeah, what's it called? The little rubber band thing. Thing around their leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing around Isn't the leg. Isn't it called the negligee? I don't I know. I think it's called a garter belt. I got it. Uh, uh, okay. And we did. Oh, so yeah. That was cool. So we both got the the get married. Oh, so that means thing. it's on like Donkey Kong. They, I guess so. Like Michelle Kwan, as I like to say. Um, so we shall see. <laughs> um, you know, there's family <laughs> that listen, so I can't let, go, let out all of our plans. Um, and we did a chairlift, which I didn't think was a Greek thing. And then everybody there who's Greek was like, I don't think this is a Greek thing. Do they do the chairlift for the couples in, I don't think that's a, is it Italian even? Cause he's Italian. I thought it was Jewish. Huh? You know what? I don't know. I've been to weddings where they've done that yeah. and I didn't really even question. Oh, maybe it's not an ethnicity. Okay. Well, they it did have be. to tell us that when the groom gave his speech, he's like, I know a bunch of you guys out here are Greek and you people like to throw plates on the floor. These are rentals. I can't let you. <laughs> Great. Opa, Opa, yeah, oh my, there's a lot of opas. Um, the yeah. uh, the officiant was Natasha's uncle, and he he's uh, uh, Southern Australian accent. So you know, oh, I tried to do a plantation <laughs> owner. Never mind, I couldn't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's. Uh, I bet he's, that made it funner. Thanks. More fun. It, it was. It was. Yeah. And he. Um, yeah. Well, it was. It was beautiful. But when they went to when he went to say Bianca instead of Bianca, he said Bianca. And then, uh, so like he was saying to the groom, like, do you take Bianca? And he's like, I, and then he, he and then he repeats him. He's like, yes, I, Louie take Bianca. And it was, it was good <laughs> tension, break, breaking the tension and everything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good day. That's cool. Um, that sounds fun. Only other thing I want to talk about in San Diego, we went to, we had, we went to like a chef's table in like a speakeasy restaurant inside of a fancy restaurant. That was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. How did you, how did that happen? And what uh, was it like? Do you know that, uh, Felina girl that we're friends with? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think her and like other influencers get in there, so we went. Oh, yeah, it was a really good experience. It was really cool. I imagine experience. it sounds uh, amazing. It's called cool. Fifty Fifty Two cool. Remedies. I'm sure you can get reservations, but we had a better seat than you. Uh, <laughs> let's play. Can I play some clips from the wedding? I feel like I've been talking a bit uh, in the personal life. But you have clips from the wedding. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I got this from yeah. her cousin Alex, my new best friend. No. I got this one. <laughs> And then I asked him to tell us a little bit about cunts. Uh, like mad cunt. Well, I guess it all depends on the context and whatever word someone like applies it with. Like mad cunt is kind of like a very like you know you've rocked up, you've brought a slab of beers, like mad slab. Um, <laughs> or if like dog cunt is like kind of the worst of insults. DC. But it's also a bit of a like generally won't hear someone like out in the public like oh you dog cunt. <laughs> Unless they're fucking smashed and they're a fucking like bogan. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a bitch. Oh my god, that's been so funny. Uh, that was me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, do you want to hear the follow up? There's a sec- there's cunts part two. I do. Dog cunt might yeah. be the show title. 
that's perfect. Can we? Are you sure? You think that's going to get us flagged? Because I don't check the box says it's not appropriate for children. But then, like, oh. cunt is just kind of like anything. Just like, you know, oh, I heard, like, you know, having problems with the fridge. Like, yeah, cunt's fucked. Um, <laughs> it just becomes like uh, How do you anything. think that happened? I don't know. I think we no. just, like, there was, like, part of, like, the meme of, like, you know, Australians swear a lot. And then we just, like, hey, yeah, we do. And we just leaned into a... <laughs> I love that accent. The one you hate the most. Well, the ladies oh. hate it when you say cunt. They All right, do. well, then that's what we call our best friends. Yeah, but then there's still plenty <laughs> of people who, me. like, really don't like the word cunt. Like, my mum hates it. Like our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do have another follow-up to that. I mean, we are a... Mountain Dew and cunt themed podcasts. So. <laughs> we are. Like, we are. Their generation, it was not. And I guess because they're they're like they're all children of immigrants, so they weren't. Um, right. They they weren't really brought up with it. With like yeah, the other thick. I mean, they were ostracized by a lot of other Australians when they were kids. Ostrich sized. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop it there. He starts getting into. I guess they call um, uh, like immigrants wogs. Um, in oh. Australia, yeah, or maybe it was just like Greek and Italians they call them wogs, like instead of the other one that sounds like that here. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't have to play all that. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I think I have a little bit. Oh, I have a game at the end of the show. It's going to be uh, Aussie slang that I picked up, and you got to guess what it means. Oh, fun! But let's get into. I have no. I'm sure it's going to be tough. Yes, yeah, yeah it, it will be tough. Some of them you, you'll probably be able to get. Some of them I'm certain you won't. Let's get into the show proper, shall we? What? All right, I've got these comedy clips sent in. I've got uh, too many from a thrash. We'll just see which ones we'll play. This first one, we got to play this one. It's about uh, there being too many time zones. Uh, not too many times. It's about uh, dealing with political cunts, people that are cunts in conversation. Be more careful <laughs> when we're talking politics with each other. You got to listen. Because you've been talking politics with somebody and you're like, two seconds in, you're like, oh, I'm going to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't hit him. You don't hit him. You do the gentleman thing and you change the course of the discussion. You say something like, hey, what do you think about the Razorbacks this year? You try to put it in a different direction. But then you ever had somebody that you try to do that and they just keep talking politics. If they do that, they are a bad person. Okay. And the only way to deal with them is to start making stuff up. It works. It's fun too. And you hear what the president did? You hear what Congress did? What? They're going from four time zones to 473 time zones. They can't do that. They already did, man. Right now it is 415 in Fayetteville and 418 in Lowell. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and the worst thing is they sold the naming rights. So it's going to be like 5 o'clock Bob Evans time, 6 o'clock Cracker Barrel time. And it was first come, first serve, so some of the names don't make sense. I'm calling my congressman. Well, you better hurry up, because right now in D.C., it's almost 6 o'clock California Pizza Kitchen time. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you like that. That uh, was good. Yeah. yeah that was thanks, good. Thrash. Um, oh, God. What was okay. the comedian's name? Fuck damn it. Here, let me open it up again, Alan. I'll tell you. Oh. It, didn't it sound like something Tom Sakura or like one of those storytelling type guys? Grok Warren? Did. Uh, I don't know him. Greg Warren. Why would you go by Grok? Okay. Greg Warren. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll clean that up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to skip this one. Okay, I'm going to play this one. Uh, it's a heckler. This is all about the heckler and the comic being very comfortable in his response with it. And he's referencing a would you rather that you brought up on the show once. 
Every once in a while, it's Alan asks questions, and this is in reference to, to that. <laughs> There's a famous would you rather that guys do. I know it. You know what? Okay, well then, uh, shut up. I guess. <laughs> how do you watch movies? <laughs> you get to the theater, Schindler's List. I know how this ends. <laughs> Some Jews get out and the others die. And Liam Neeson gives a guy a big hug. You pulled up from like the four point line. It's one thing to heckle from up here, but Jesus Christ, from deep. Okay, what's the would you rather? Blowjobs yeah, or cheese. Right. <laughs> it's a little frustrating. You hate to lose it that way. Obviously, <laughs> a post-game interview from the heckler interaction. <laughs> Look, going into it, I was pretty confident she wouldn't know. You take some mistakes up there. You make some mistakes. You got to keep your head up. You got to keep a short memory in this game. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks again, Thrash. Okay, last one. I'm playing this one as sort of um, an aperitif for uh, something I have hidden in our, um, I think, making fun of the right segment. I'm autistic. I have Asperger's, but five years ago, they changed it to autism. That was a tough day. My whole life, I had Asperger's, and they're like, you're autistic now. And I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, this, first of all, so I don't forget, this is Dan Lamort, and I don't know who the last guy was, Alan. Um, <laughs> I, people have sent in, he's been working on this, I think, or he's, people have been posting shorter versions of it. I love this. This is the whole one. So setup is, you know, he had to tolerate being lumped into a category he didn't think he was in. Uh, is that the word I have to use? I think it's going to be weird. And it is. It's always, every time people say the same shit, you don't look autistic, man. It's like, yeah, I'm not chewing Legos, you know? <laughs> it's a spectrum for a reason. We're all different people. They took the word from us, Asperger's, because Dr. Asperger was a Nazi, unfortunately. But how is that my fault, if we're being honest? I'm sure I love trains. Take that in. That's a slow burn, ladies and gentlemen. It was like a wave. Mm -hmm. yeah. That guy said Jesus Christ at two different points of the joke. That's when you know it's a good one. He's not you usually done. get one per joke. That was two. I like counting. Get with it. Autism. That's why even if my job goes bad, I turn around and I count the bricks. I'm at home. Yeah. You guys are just icing on the cake here. I'm already having a good time. <laughs> Uh, Again, that was it. Uh, yeah, he's got a brick wall behind him. I don't have to explain that. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was great. That was really well done. Oh, man. A I like when they, when they do the joke like that and just let it sort of sit in the he's room. It's comfortable. Just, right. It's comfortable, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Oh, That's we a got, special skill. We had a three-peat from uh, Thrash this week, and we got uh, two here from, from Paul. I got uh, this first one. All I have is a note. I don't remember this. This says, oh, man, you silly goose. Well, I lost it because instead of... Uh, I lost the drive link. Yeah, instead of copying the link to this, I copied the link to our blank show sheet. All right, well, I have one from Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in History of the World. Oh, wow. I have uh, these 15, 10 commandments. 
<laughs> I've been watching that, by the way. That's pretty fun. History of the World Part 2 has been pretty funny. Um, okay, back to this. Paul sent in this one. Uh, this joke spoils Shutter Island, but that's your fault. It was a DiCaprio movie, and it was a long time ago. I worked with young adults with, like, disabilities, and it was the best fucking job I've ever had. There wasn't, like, a bad thing about the job, which was weird to me. And, like, I was trying to justify quitting, and I couldn't figure it out. And then one night, I was smoking weed watching Shutter Island <laughs> and I was like oh, what if when I try to quit they're like quit what buddy <laughs> I like I flash back and like take it with a trampoline bar I'm like, I'm like wait I've been retarded the whole time <laughs> We didn't know how to tell him that we had to make him think he was part of the program. Uh, he said the R word. He said returned. Uh, it's Aiden McCluskey. He did. Aiden McCluskey. Good jokes. Thanks, Paul. And last one. This is from uh, this is from Slickets, and it's um, who's that comedian? Uh, is it something Schultz? Uh, Andrew? Andrew Schultz. Is it Andrew Schultz? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, it's Andrew Schultz then. I never sucked dick, but I could do it. I, I know that. I could do it. It's positive feedback built into the dick, okay? You sucking a dick good? Hard. Sucking a dick bad? Shoelace. You could be the best at eating pussy in the world or the worst at eating pussy in the world. Pussy still stares at you like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Jesus. Just motionless drooling. Oh, God. <laughs> No, that was it. Okay, good. I'm like, it felt like there was more, but in this, <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I really was, like him. I do too. Yeah, he, he has a pretty good podcast too. Uh, flagrant that, podcast. That's what it's called. Good. Is that the one with the other people that come on with it, or is it just him? Yeah. Okay. It's him and two other comedians, and sometimes they have a guest. Sometimes that's they cool. don't. But. Yeah, I should make time for a sh that. A sh Ashish Jar. I should know that guy's <laughs> name. You, you'll know him You've when done you this hear before. him. Ari Shafir. No, no. Okay. Uh, it's an Indian dude. Oh. You, you immediately recognize him once you hear him yeah. or see him. He's funny. But Akash Singh is his name. Oh, yeah. I know is. Name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's move into our oh, how about that? segment. This is kind of related to that Schultz clip, come to think of it. You know what? <laughs> it's good that these worked out back to back. So let's start our How About right. That segment with this. How much money? How much money? Would it take for you to suck a dude's dick until completion? 30. $3,600. That's an exact amount. So I'm going to cost to pay my truck off. Next question. Yeah. Would you rather suck 10 dicks one time or one dick 10 times and why? Mm. It's a very serious question. No, that's a fucking good question. Yeah. Well, let's break this shit down. You suck the same dick 10 times. That indicates some level of commitment. Okay. And that's fucking gay. So, okay. 10 dicks. <laughs> I thought he was going to go with it would take forever with the same one. Like that's over a course of time. You got to just get that over on a weekend, right? Yeah. Just knock it out. Yeah. Just knock it out. Yeah. $3,600 oddly specific and shockingly low. I, I think. I mean, that's probably, you know, that's probably what he has. He says to pay his truck off. So, I mean, that's imagine you wouldn't have to pay for your Tundra anymore, Alan. I, I'd want a new truck. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's one just of those me. new uh, Rangers that can be like a generator. Yeah, the electric ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Or Tesla or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you know anybody who's giving those away for a blowjob? 
<laughs> I don't, okay. but it was a hypothetical. So I'm just if saying. If you do. <laughs> if I did. We'll put it in the group chat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I got a button. Sorry. Oh, um, uh, oh, you know what? I swear we're going to stop being perverts just after we finish this segment. Speaking of things that blow, um, Signature <laughs> Bank. The So not, not who's Signature Bank? They're not Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, Signature Bank's the one on the East Coast that um, fell through similar issues that SVB had, although similar but different. But they were in uh, they were in New York, same, same, but different, but still the same. They were in New yeah. York, and I think that's what inspired them to do this Broadway-themed... Um, they did like a skit. I don't know why they did a skit. I think it was like an ad. Um, and it's... Wait, the, bank, the people at the bank the, did a skit? The people at the bank, or they hired people to wear shirts that said they work for the bank. You know, one of those things. Oh, no. And yeah, the sketch was on... Did you Have you ever seen the movie or the play, The Producers? Yeah. Do you remember the plot of The Producers? Yeah, they're trying to produce a play that's going to fail because they can make more money. Specifically, it's Hitler in spring or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, we got that. It would be really <laughs> unfortunate hilarious. if a bank thought that that would be a good theme for their company. Oh, the only no. way we're going to do I... this thing is if we start a bank from scratch. From scratch? you got to be is kidding a... This is a How minute. in the world do you do that? Is there a book, How to Build a Bank for Dummies? It All is... we have to do is apply to 19 federal and state banking agencies. Okay, these are not fucking actors, as you can tell. <laughs> Listeners, if you could see my face right now, holy shit, it's, I can't believe this. If you could see the video, you'd be even more horrified. It's it's executives that are like, it would be cool if we did this, and we, are, we have zero self-awareness. Is there a book, <laughs> How to Build a Bank for Dummies? All we have to do is apply to 19 federal and state banking agencies. Wouldn't it be easier just to go out and buy a bank? We looked at that, but the prices are too expensive, and... We'd be stuck with all their legacy issues. We have to make our own mistakes. But then we'd have nobody to blame but ourselves. Oh my God. We'd have nobody to blame but ourselves. That's from the movie. Well, that is the stupidest thing that I have ever heard. This is real. <laughs> We're sick of the stank of the big mega bank, so we'll start one. It's absurd. What a terrible proposition. Like convincing the world to eat care. I just need to point out there's been one black person in this whole video yet, and they focus on him when they say, like, convincing the world to eat kale. And I just. Oh, I, no. Yeah. Yeah. What possible fate will become of our bank other than to diminish and fail? Dude, it's real. This is real. I happen to know for a fact that that won't happen. Seriously? Why not? Because. We'll start signature, yeah, signature. Our bank as beneficial as a signature. We'll start off small, but soon we'll sprawl. We'll build a bank that's built to last and to enthrall. Bare bones, safe loans, and amazing employees. You have, have to, to attest to a place to invest like signature. I don't know. I, I just, I, how about that? And Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, how about that? You're right, Alan. Talk about things that didn't age well. Holy shit. That's, <laughs> it's just like, it tells, you, it tells you exactly. Like, it really tells you a lot about their decision making, right? And isn't that kind of like wow. the thing that, there's a lot that we didn't get to because A, I was recording in the car last week and two, I'm pretty sure Alan had been drinking before the show. Listeners, I had to trim <laughs> a bunch of Alan out because he's just like, well, banks are banks. Money's FDIC. <laughs> Uh, that's not true. I'm exaggerating. Because um, I was sober. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things that we never got to was like, like, or maybe I did say it. Just, I, I, shouldn't you just not put more money in the bank than the bank can insure you for, or than the FDIC can insure you for, or be willing to accept that risk beyond that point? Like, two hundred fifty thousand is still a lot of money if you just like put your million dollars into four banks. I thought people did that too. Yeah. Well, there, there were people that did that, or there is a, a strategy of doing that. However, that becomes more problematic as you're a larger as, company. As you get uh, hundreds in that, hundreds of millions. Yeah, as you get, you know, hundreds of millions of, of dollars, $50 million dollars in the bank. You know, these companies start to grow, and then they're, they got a bigger and bigger staff. They got to make payroll. Um, yeah, it becomes a little more challenging. I think, I was thinking about, I think there should be a way for them. I know we're not supposed to be too serious at this part yet, but... Okay. There should be a way for them to buy additional insurance, like buy it directly from the FDIC. Okay, oh, yeah. Give me 250000 for free. Yeah. I need $40 million. How much is that? How is that cost? not a thing, Alan? Hold on. That's a real, is this your idea or have you heard that? No, I just thought I, I was that's thinking, a, that's a <laughs> I was thinking thing. about it over the weekend. That's, the, that's a fucking answer. That seems like it makes can, sense, can right? I you, can I ask you a really dumb question? Sure. Is insurance fake? No. You sure? It's that, yeah, it's a way to pull risk. But like, there's only so much money and you can't just be like paying a little bit of money and then they don't have that money. Like they invest that money. They don't just have yeah, a room full of all the money. But if they did, they'd be holding all, there's a finite amount of money. So they can't have everything backed up by a room well, full of I money think, because we have another did, room. Did the Fed say there was an infinite amount of money? Uh, actually, That's probably the next clip, actually. <laughs> We're going to okay. get to that. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I asked Connor that and he very patiently explained to me that insurance isn't fake. Everything he says out the window. I don't know. It feels like a scam. You can't be, what do they do? Okay. All right. It's a way to pull risk. Not everybody's going to have I think a it's bad a good day, idea. but somebody is. I think it's a really good yeah. idea. What you said. Not all not, right. Not you heard it here. I'm done take. Um, I, uh, I think I'm going to skip this next one because we're going a little long in the first half here. Uh, I okay. cannot believe that was fucking real. Um, okay. I've got, uh, Same. I got two in a row that, uh, this is a theme for, this is a new, uh, new account that I like to follow. First clip was sent in by Travis, uh, who spells his name wrong. And the next <laughs> clip was sent in by my asshole brother. Um, so the format is this guy's like, we're, we're, we forgot something. And then here, really. almost ready to set up our lemonade stand. We've got our cups, we've got our ice. Uh, what else are we forgetting, Meatball? The Alamo. Oh! To be an American. You're not supposed to forget the Alamo. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Oh. I thought it was gonna be the lemonade. Well, now that you know where it's going. Uh, by the way, the background is like Blue's Clues. We're almost yeah. done with breakfast. We've got our eggs, we've got our bacon. Uh, what are we forgetting, Meatball? 9-11. Oh! Proud to be an American. Uh, you're not supposed to forget that one. I'll never forget it. How about that? Yeah, never it was forget. A Friday morning, you know. How about that? Yeah. You know, it was like it was a Tuesday or a th oh. Oh, about that. Uh, oh, and thanks uh, to my asshole brother. Tip of the cap. I should get that sound on the soundboard. Oh well. Um, and okay, we got a new conspiracy. This is uh, Rubik's. Oh. I don't. Uh, okay, so there's a. So this guy is answering like a live stream or it was like a, a AMA, something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this, I don't think it's the original account that shared it. So I'll just let him tell this story. Asking about the Robux cube. 
Actually, research is not progressing as fast as we would like. For those unfamiliar, the Rubik's Cube has been solved faster and faster every year since it came out. And it won't be long before they can solve it in negative time, enabling people to travel backwards in time using a Rubik's Cube. The maker of the what? Rubik's Cube, Mattel, intends to use that to travel back in time to when they manufactured them. And the ones that they've already sold, they'll take those from the past to bring them into the present so they can sell them at 100% profit. The problem with this is it's great for capitalism, but that additional weight of all those Rubik's Cubes will shatter the Earth's mantle, causing the Yellowstone volcano to, super volcano to erupt, which is going to send the entire world into an, a volcanic winter that could last a century or more. So our solution is we're going to create the Robux Cube, which is a lightweight alternative to the Rubik's Cube that at lighter weight might not shatter the Earth's mantle, and we can solve it faster. We can travel back in time before Mattel, get the Rubik's Cubes, go back to the Jurassic era, right. put them in space, and they'll replace the meteor. Atlanta, Atlanta was a false flag operation, and Abraham Lincoln was a crisis actor. I'm sorry, were you saying something? <laughs> I'm going to for no... Why? Why? Uh, it was no problem, and now it does it. Go ahead. I'm going to need Christopher Nolan to get on this and make a movie. I oh, feel like this man. is right up his alley. Dude, Alex, my new best friend, uh, Natasha's cousin from Australia, um, yeah. he's like a huge... <clears throat> sorry. He's a huge film buff. And uh, we were talking about Nolan movies. And I was like, okay, what's your opinion on Tenet? And he's like, I, I hated it. Like, I didn't. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, as a movie, it was fine. But there was things that were, he thought the backwards stuff was kind of quirky. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It was. Like, no, the running backwards and stuff. Uh, oh, okay. And, and, and then like, I don't, do you remember F and Nerds? Their take on it was nobody asked for this. Like, Mm. it was literally a movie that nobody wanted. So it's just like, I liked it cause I like everything he does and I'll admit that I'm a yeah. mark for anything he's making, but Same. um, yeah, I don't know. I still think it was, really I don't know. Good. Did anybody ask for inception and everybody loved that? Like, I yeah, but it is, it's like a thriller, you know, but like, this is like a weird, like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. I guess it is still mm. a thriller action thriller. It's still an action thriller. Yeah. 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 Just, it's a bit odd, but you know, all, all of his stuff is so I didn't press this button. Oh, about that. All right. Um, let's get into our Aussie <laughs> chunk. Um, so uh, this is, uh, so an actor was being interviewed on like the Today Show in Australia, and she's talking about how he, 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 he won the role against a lot, of, um, a lot of American actors. This is you as an all-American and a big opportunity for you in Hollywood. You must have had to beat off a lot of American men to get this part. <laughs> Do we have a fucking theme this week? I didn't realize that. Oh, how about that? You know, it's funny. I was at a study hall in uh, talking with Jerry. Yeah. And I asked him, I wanted to ask him what days he's taking off now because oh. his schedule is different than it used to be. But it came out. So what are you getting off now? Ah. <laughs> and, and I realized what I had said. And I looked at There's a woman sitting next to me and she almost spit out her drink. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm phrasing, phrasing. I mean, what what days are you getting? It's like off? I have so, a yeah. glory hole in the bathroom. I just installed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, did I press this? Oh, I Probably did. Uh, one more Aussie uh, sound. And it is. Uh, OK, so the story is this Aussie lady is getting shit online. Mm, phrasing. She's taking shit <laughs> online uh, for, uh -huh, because she okay. named her son Augie, and apparently with an Aussie accent, that sounds funny. So my baby name list is Strong, and now that we're coming to the pointy end of the pregnancy, I started to refine it, 
and we've landed on four that we're just gonna gatekeep. But I thought I'd share the other names on it because the list is too good not to share. Like, it's been years in the making. Starting off with boy names, one that we had was Rue, but not like Rue. When was this? Like a kangaroo. Like, R-O-U, as in like Johnny Depp's character on Chocolats. Do I need to get Natasha in here to translate any of this? I was going to say, I, I is that really still English? Like, it's, I can barely understand what she's saying. This is fucking bogan cunt. It's French. So the other name that I've had has been the longest on my list. I for sure thought that I was going to use it. But like four years ago, I started an underwear line and called the underwear line the name of my future baby thinking like it's fine like i'll still use it like and that name is augie i guess that's it i guess that's it did that sound weird to you no that but i don't is augie i guess that sounds like orgy to them oh that's the shit here one more time and that, that name is augie i do they call it an orgy <laughs> I don't know. Also, did she say she named her underwear line after that and then named her son? After yeah, she did say that. That's fucking weird. I'm going to press this That's button. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's that. get into our isn't that something segment. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, new listeners, uh, isn't that something is where we finally get serious. So here is the uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, a police captain in Oklahoma City. Um, you're going to have to listen up on this. He's at, he's about to, so he got pulled over for a DUI after being at a poker game. Uh, you'll have to listen up for when he says that too, cause he's slurring. Um, but listen up at the beginning here, he's tapping at his chest and he's mumbles like, turn your camera off. He's mouthing it. Please. Huh? Please. I'm not turning my camera off. Okay. Go ahead and step out of the vehicle. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, we're not gonna get a return on it. How much we drink tonight, sir? I was at a poker game. Uh huh. Because <laughs> you're swerving all over me when you turn on here, you didn't use your signal. I'm sorry. Go ahead and put your hands behind your back, sir. Uh, listen to that sound. Oh, man, that's a great sound. Listen to a cop get arrested. Uh, you can hear him whisper it. Yeah. He's like, please, yeah. please. It was so please. sad. Isn't that something? <laughs> um, oh, uh, we haven't played this account in a while. There's, you know, the account where they do the, um, they put the mouth over like the countries or the fighter jets. Oh, and yeah. They do the talking. I love that account. It's funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're fun. I could, I, I, I make a point to not play one every week because I've, feel like I don't want to fuck it yeah. up. Yeah. Sometimes I go down a rabbit hole and I watch like four at a time. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, the, the headline of this is next week sometime. Um, I guess we'll talk about it now. We'll talk about it more in the second half, the whole drone thing. Um, I could talk about it now. I'll play it. You know, what? I'm going to move another clip up to play after this. Just remind me, Alan. Okay. Next week sometime. American drone. You are violating the airspace of my special military operation. You'll know what happened last time. Dad? Don't worry, you're in international skies. Just stay the course like we talked about. If you stay on that course, you will be intercepted. Send them up. We'll wait. F35. What are you doing? 
After you guys crash into the other one, you don't think I'm going to send another one without escorts, do you? By the way, where the hell did you get those pilots? Al-Qaeda's International Flying School? (laughs) (laughs) Would you intercept me? (laughs) I'd intercept me. Come on, I'll give you a chance. I'll shut off one of my engines. All I've had is balloons and UFOs, and I'm fucking tired of this bullshit-ass air-to-air vegan diet. Easy, bro. <clears throat> I need some fucking meat in my diet. You better send up enough that I get to be an ace. <laughs> I'm so glad it's on our team. <laughs> that was such a fucking stupid moment. Let me find this other clip. Why don't you talk about so it? I'm, the other clip. I'm so tired of these spy balloons and UFOs. Real shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got a button. Isn't that something? Um, okay, let's see. Something here in Russia. Might as well play this now. Um, this is uh, Russian pilot suck at piloting is the name of this clip. Mm. But never like what happened today. A Russian jet approached from the rear, dumping fuel. U.S. officials believe it meant to come up in front of the drone so it would fly into the fuel cloud, but pulled up too soon oh, and I clipped hate, the drone's propeller, which is located in the rear. Yeah, it is. The drone's controllers could do nothing but let it glide into the sea. Just splash down. For more than half an hour, two Russian jets made a total of 19 passes on the unarmed drone, popping up in front to blast it with their jet exhaust and trying to drench it with fuel. On the final pass, the Russian pilot missed his approach. Just bad piloting, one official said. I just love that it's, yeah, it turns out Russians just suck at flying things. At, like, it's it's an easy thing to not hit. It literally just flies. Right. Most, you know, it wasn't doing it. Okay. Um, and you know what's that's great like a, about this that's... is the the the, vid- the footage from the drone was able to be released. So Russia tried to do the shit they always do where they, like, flood the zone with a bunch of different lies. And they're like, well, that one's a lie. And then they get a different lie out there. And they're like, oh, so that one must be the truth. That's how they always get away with this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we're yeah. like... We're just working on declassifying it as quickly as we can. As soon as we get this declassified, we're going to just show this to everyone. You guys are fucking idiots at driving. <laughs> that sounds like a, a pilot saw like Top Gun and he was like, I got a cool idea. I'm going to pull up right in front of his drone and release some fuel. Knock that out. I'm going to put him in our jet wash. Yeah. Yeah. He misses 19 times. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, uh, General Milley. Um, you know, I... Uh, the first time I heard this, I was like, "This, uh, I feel like you're being a little nonchalant with one of the lines in it. I think it'll jump out to you, too. But in general, I appreciate it. He's like, look, we don't need to fucking escalate this shit. They're bad at this. We don't need to let that be like why we all go to war. Here, I'll play the clip. If war goes, I'm not going to I'm not going to go there. Incidents happen. Um, and and uh, clearly uh, we do not uh, seek armed conflict with uh, with Russia. And uh, and and I believe that. Uh, uh, at this point, we should investigate this incident uh, and move on from there. As for- you know, the incidents happen line kind of bugs me, but I suppose that is the right thing to say, right? Yeah, I guess. It's, I don't know that it necessarily inspires confidence, but uh, right? I guess, yeah, you know, shit happens. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I don't, maybe don't want general saying shit that. Shit happens. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this next. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I've, yeah, I haven't. Isn't that yeah, something? There we go. Um, this is this is sent in. Brian sent this in. Um, it's a movie that I feel like I've heard about. This clip sounds familiar because of the world we live in, uh, but it also mm-hmm. feels like I've heard this isolated before. I don't know. Maybe you've even seen this clip. This seems new to me. Uh, I know we haven't played it on the show before. It's called um, the movie is called My Dinner with what was it? Andre? My dinner with Andre from 1981. Hmm. 
Never occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks. Sounds like communist propaganda to me. And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no. See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. He said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking? talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do. And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison but is don't you feel like you've been had alan you've been, <laughs> that's something yeah especially you guys out there in california right i'm just a prisoner of my he had me for a while um, you know i i have not watched that movie and i've never heard that entire clip i've heard a smaller version of it somewhere right. it i sounds don't know familiar, where. right was it in like a punk record or something uh i heard it on I heard it online somewhere. I remember the person who posted it suggested that you watch it. Apparently, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Mm. And I just never got around to checking it out. Can't be any good um, if but it's I, free on YouTube. I have heard of it. Hopefully on YouTube. <laughs> We're free. Yeah. All right. Uh, I already played the button. At least I, I remember thinking about pressing the button. Here's Alex Jones on Pierce Morgan. Uh, Ooh, two people that are not on the air anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Populations. I, prob I probably own more than 50 firearms. Many of them have increased in value two, three, or even four times. I sleep very comfortably uh, outside Austin, okay. Texas, knowing Alex. that I can defend my family. Okay, Alex Jones. Infowars.com. This is the man who wants to deport me from the country for wanting to get no, rid no. of it's, it's, it's to point out you're a foreigner, a redco, here telling us what to do. Whatever. Go back to where they took the guns if you don't like it. The communist. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> Dude, it's wow. amazing how, like, his... He goes from 6 to 12 so fucking fast, man. Oh, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's... It, yeah, wait, that's, that's to he, describe good boners. At that. That's really not the same thing, is it? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it makes sense, right? I think the phrase sense. is 0 to 60, but 6 to 12. I understood what you meant. You know, 60 yeah. didn't seem fast enough, you know? Like, it got real, real... <laughs> real fast uh, this is the clip alan told us all about earlier this is uh why we don't have to worry oh, about a uh, banking infinite. meltdown yeah. yeah there your atm is safe your banks are safe there's enough cash in the financial system and there is an infinite amount of cash at the federal reserve an infinite amount of cash at the federal reserve an infinite amount of cash at the federal reserve i don't want to hear the rest of that song at least not right now oh but i like that song. that's something yeah i do too but it's gonna interrupt the show um it's yeah, yeah. gonna jam out and do an impression of uh do you remember in Cable Guy when he does that as a karaoke song and they do the whole like, oh, montage with him and the and the stripper? I had forgotten no, about that. She's a sex worker, 
And you find out the next morning because Ace Ventura is like, oh, I tried her out last I'm week. I'm healthy as a horse, not a drip. <laughs> it's the one button I haven't changed to something that I would actually use. It's still in the sheet or in the, in the soundboard. Um, all right, soundboard. well, let's move on to uh, Infinite Federal Reserve. You know what? I, I have a bunch of notes about bank stuff here. Oh, no, I guess I have clips here. Um, can I ask you this question? I didn't really ask you a question earlier. Yeah, sure. So is... Like, I've heard Elizabeth Warren saying that the FDIC amount should be raised. And it was just weird hearing Elizabeth Warren, you know, tax the rich. She certainly is, you know, she talks about, like, the millionaires and the billionaires, right? Like, she's she's the 2% of, uh, not 2% in the way Bernie Sanders talks about, well, the 1%. Uh, he talks about the 1%. Uh, she's, like, the 2% version of him, right? Or I guess she's more of a scam, so she's the... She's the, the is there such a thing as zero? There's non-fat milk, right? That's the thing. She's there the is non-fat, non-fat milk, yeah. milk of. Uh, she's the non-fat silk, <laughs> right? Not even real is it milk. Silk nut milk. Okay, she is the non-fat silk of Ber- to Bernie Sanders is to one percent. Anyway, okay. she um, she of all people is like, yeah, we got to make sure that the fucking millionaires have their money, like. It is really weird to hear her say that, right? Like, I get her point, but like for consistency, you'd you'd think that like you shouldn't set yourself up to be called a hypocrite like that. Well, I, I think if you asked her that, she would say that the reason is that she doesn't want those companies to fail because that's gonna ultimately will impact smaller people as well, right? Like them not being able to make payroll is going to affect people you know, across the spectrum and there's going to be knock on effects throughout the economy. That's going to hurt everybody. And so that's why she feels like this should be done. Um, there is a lot of talk about, you know, is 250,000 the right number anymore? That was set. I don't know how long ago when the, when was the FD, um, uh, after when was it created after, um, great depression? Yeah. So what that's, that was set like 80 years ago, something like that more. Well, it was um, 10,000 for a while. <laughs> and then it was, uh, 200. I want to say in the forties, it went back to, to 250 something like that i don't think so i could be wrong i think that was no i mean i could be i could be completely wrong but i feel like it was like the 90s when it went up i feel like i remember learning it was ten thousand, but maybe i was just learning it was ten thousand in the textbook from like the original amount anyway though like i i'm fine with it being a higher amount if they are more responsible with their money like I, i i mean it is it you know it is interesting to see it as an insurance account for the banks so your idea of riskier ventures paying more, that you know, that seems totally reasonable. Yeah, and see, I don't even think it the weird thing here is that these companies putting their money in this bank, they weren't thinking of that as a risky investment. They thought they were involved in one of the safest yeah. places to park your money on the planet. Yeah. And it I don't think it's you can blame them for these banks taking some risks but again even the banks buying treasury bonds is supposed to be a really safe investment it's just the unprecedented rate hikes that happened over the last year just caused the value of those things to drop like a rock and then suddenly they they had to sell because they can't wait till they mature because they have to cover the you know people that want to take their money out and so then they lose all this money um, on this asset that is considered pretty damn safe honestly um so but but the Federal Reserve, the, these banks that are in charge of regulating 
the giving, rest giving of the banks. The, the banks that are in charge of giving the signals to the rest of the banks about what is yeah. a good idea of what to do with your money, right? Right, because we don't let right. the banks make small mistakes and just fail. We have one big indicator as to what money's value is, which is the central bank setting an interest rate, right? Right, but they're in charge of overseeing these banks, and for them not to understand the right. impact that raising these rates was going to have. I mean, Jerome Powell, I want to say a week or two before SVB went under, was saying, yeah, there's, we don't see any systemic risk caused by the raise in interest rates for, in the banking right. industry. And clearly, that was not true. And there were people that were raising the alarm in, you know, the end of 2022 saying this was a problem. Dude, no, 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 um, no, man. When I was uh, still doing residential HVAC, I, um, I, I was always in like the really rich neighborhood in San Diego. And, mm. um, there was a, what's the name of it? Fucking, um, Rancho Santa Fe. And the, uh, I was at this guy's house in Rancho Santa Fe and He's like freaking out. This is 2019. He's freaking so pre pandemic. He's freaking uh -huh. out. He's talking about how um, all the banks are going to the Fed's overnight window to basically keep each other afloat by getting loans of billions of dollars between each bank. And uh -huh. apparently, that's a thing that's been going on since 2008. Um, and it was well because money borrowing money was essentially free, so they could do that. But they would do it very. They would do very very short term overnight loans from one yeah. bank to another to keep each bank afloat. And this guy had mm -hmm. been tracking it and he was like, I'm losing my mind, man. Cause they are like, he was legitimate panicking. Like I, I was like helping him fix his AC. And then I was getting a check from him and I was like, kept talking to him. Cause I was curious about this. Uh, this is before we were doing a show and mm -hmm. I let him just tell me everything he could about it. I left there so fucking confused, but like <laughs> it's been in the back of my mind ever since then. And but he, basically what he was saying is that it had spiked uh, in 2019 and maybe even early 2020 actually. Hmm. Um, and he was, and he was talking about how all the banks were just loaning each other to keep each other afloat at a higher rate than they'd ever seen. Um, and then I think he was even saying that the banks couldn't do it anymore. So the fed was doing it and then the banks would pay them back in the morning because they were going to be able to get the money in the morning with deposits. Like, that's very precarious situation it was happening with like chase is what he was saying. Yeah. And then the only yeah, thing that it, got us out of that was all the money, the cash influx during uh, COVID. I mean, I, I think I understand this stuff pretty well. And even my mind is just like, I, I can't wrap my head around some of this stuff. I'm just like, I, how does this, how did this happen? How do we have <laughs> 2008? And then, you know, 15 years later, it, we have it again. It's different, but like we should have learned lessons then, and we did. We learned some lessons, uh, Dodd Frank Act, all that stuff, right? But then we relaxed a lot of that stuff in 2018. I want to say for these smaller banks, I don't know. It feels like we we're in this cycle where we we're like, oh shit, we fucked up. Let's fix it, and then you know it's not that bad. Maybe we went too far. Let's let's pull it back a little bit. It's weird. It's and like they deregulate, but they don't they don't deregulate in a way that seems like the safe way to do it, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Sure, we'll go from fifty billion to two hundred fifty billion is now the new safe number. It's like, well, that how did that how did how did your decision jump fivefold in less than ten years? Right, like that's yeah. pretty suspicious. And then they don't come up with Alan's brilliant idea that you have to pay more into your insurance if you're going to do certain risky activities. Um, you'd think that the insurance company, if you could think of it that way, what's the C stand for? Right, commission. 
company? Corporation. Corporation, that's right. Well, you'd think the insurance corporation would uh, have You'd think so. (laughs) The Federal Depository Insurance Because we can't just make sure that everyone feels like no matter, like, no one will ever lose money as long as it's in a bank account, right? Like, there has to be, if you don't have risk, then the bankers will do even stupider decisions. Like you can't yeah, give they know these, they're going to get bailed out. Like if there's a lesson here, it's like you can't give these people the impression they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And there should be more follow-up from people that have well over the insured limit. Um, I still think that's mm. a takeaway. I mean, you talk about how this is considered safe bake. That doesn't matter. You have that much money in something. You better, there, you better be doing, <clears throat> you better be reading over all of the literature that they give you. Or you better be paying someone to do that. But I guess to your point last week, you never explained what mark to market meant. Um, oh, I can. Okay, well, yeah, now you can because I believe you're sober. <laughs> I am sober. I know. Where were you drinking last week? I don't remember. Okay. <clears throat> um, but <laughs> yeah, so all right. So mark to market is essentially where you have to adjust the value of your assets to the current market price. So, so if, if on you have statements where they tell people what their bank is worth, they were right. putting that the, the treasury bonds were the price that they paid for them and that they, right. and you can expect a certain price when they sold it to be that price, as opposed to changing the price to what its current price is. Mm-hmm. How, so essentially how is that not mandatory. I, so because the, the requirement for these, this level of bank is that they do not have to mark to market federal bonds um, on any sort of cycle. They just that do just it when feels, they sell them. That feels like transparency. You shouldn't have to be able to, you shouldn't be, that's not an answer if the price. So essentially these banks, let's say, I'm just going to throw numbers out there. So let's say they had $50 million worth of treasury bills, 10-year treasury bills. And so that means they can't sell them for 10, 10 years at the amount that they paid for them. In 10 years, they could sell them back to the government for the amount that they paid for them, right? Uh, for that $50 million, it would still be fine. They get their interest, whatever the interest rate is that it was on um, the day they bought it. But let's say there's a run on the bank, and now you have to sell these assets because you have to pay your depositors their money back. Now, when you go to sell them on the open market, they're not worth that amount of money. But you can't wait ten years till they are. You have to do it now. Um, and so, now is it impossible to market to market? Because if you have to sell it in a fire sale, it's worth whatever you can get. No, I think that they should have to mark to market them, whether it's monthly or quarterly. But they should have to say, okay, this is what this asset is worth right now if we had to sell it. And then we have to take that right down on our balance sheet. And if that asset goes down too far, then our bank is no longer solvent, right? Like we don't have enough money to the amount, the ratio that of, of assets on hand we're supposed to have to deposits that we have is now out of balance. Yeah. And now we have a problem. And that's, that's, they're not doing that. It seems that like it sense? should be mandatory. It or is that for seems the like banks. people. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, I think that. Okay, so I guess that's a risk you're taking when you join that bank. And if you're putting like ten thousand dollars in there, you're covered. So maybe you don't have to read the fine print as much. But if you're putting a right. hundred million dollars in, you better fucking be aware of the fact that that's. I mean, and they are, and those people were actually. I think we all. Got mm, I don't know. If, I, I think. A lot of those companies that had their money in Silicon Valley Bank thought like that they were in a money market account, which is one of the safest places to put your money. Mm-hmm. And the reality was that wasn't their name on that money market account. It was Silicon Valley Bank's name on it. And so when Silicon Valley Bank loses solvency, 
they don't have access to their money market account. Yeah. It's still Mali Bank's money market yeah. account. Um, and so they got screwed. They couldn't get to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to hear the way the New York Times talked about this? Sure. Dude, I, I think I texted you about halfway through this. I was like, I couldn't imagine if this was the sole source of someone's financial. Um, Silicon Valley Bank had invested in things that looked really great when interest rates were low and looked a lot less great when interest rates had risen over the past year and then decided it needed to sell those investments off, which is what scared the bejesus out of investors because they lost money on that sale. That's right. And it was malpractice. Okay. It was malpractice. We'll get back to that. He just described that in a way that like libertarians or at least like Austrian economists keep saying it's like, they were given the indicators that this was a sound investment. And he's just not including the part where we say, because the Fed comes up with a fucking number. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. To a certain extent by Silicon Valley Bank that they didn't take into account that the Fed had this plan that they were executing, that they had been really clear about to raise interest rates to counteract inflation. And so... Basically, the Biden administration came out and wanted to tell everybody, look, it's fine. We've got this. And it was almost like when a little kid falls over and they look to the adults to see how the adults are reacting, whether they're going, oh, no, oh, no, or whether they're just like, oh, you fell. It's OK. This is the way you know, they to explain deci- things to adults. Decide whether to cry. <laughs> the Biden administration <laughs> wanted to say it's fine. This was a little stumble. It's okay. The markets just weren't accepting that. I- the Biden administration wanted to tell you that you're okay. You're a big boy. If you, you know, if you have to cry, it's okay, but I don't think you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what was happening. Right. Cause people were just whiny little babies trying to make sure that, you know, their, uh, you know, their, their major investments that are keeping hundreds of companies afloat are, uh, yeah, that's all it is. What's that thing when a kid falls and they cry, you have to ask him, are you scared or are you hurt? And try to get them to separate yeah. those emotions so they understand. If they fucking said that, I would have been fine with it. <laughs> right? Like if she would have been like, yeah. look, I hate to compare. Here's how we do it. Look, I hate to compare this to a child because we're talking about grownups here. But, you know, we're talking about emotions. You know, a lot of a bank run is I have to get my money out before I can't get my money out and then I won't get anything. So like, right. so, you know, if we were to compare it to another emotional thing, like a kid that falls on the playground, you, you set them up and you say, are you scared or are you hurt? What did you say? Yeah. Are, yeah. are you scared or are you hurt? Like, yeah. You have to evaluate which emotion it is and then you yeah. can process it differently. That right? would be so fine. But they're just like, no, let's just, right. you know, talk to our audience. Like, our, hey, but our audience is smart. It's these big, dumb bankers. They're little babies. <laughs> like, I, I, I should have put this in making fun of the left. Um, I uh, I have one more clip from that. Um, I think we're still okay. in segment, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's a long half. Um Oh yeah, we're still in the first. Uh, ratings agencies dropped bank uh, bank ratings, and I think they go back to the fucking baby thing here. <laughs> oh, so they said that like ratings agencies have dropped the ratings on several banks, and they're saying, and then they make the point on this podcast, which was last Friday, and in that amount of time, I don't think this clip's aged well. They're like, oh, so that just confirmed all these little babies that were worried about the banks that they were worried about the banks. Well, they got their ratings down, so I was I was right to worry about this. I should still go take my money out, and the, the, that's right. Even though there's not really any evidence that they should be spooked. Not only is there not 
definitive evidence that they should be spooked. But the Fed and the Biden administration are out there saying, essentially, it doesn't matter. Whatever these banks are doing with right. their interest rate risk management, we're going to work it out and we're going to make sure that they... All right, all right, I'll stop, I'll stop, stop. Again, you can't say that everybody has money in banks, money is safe, there has to be some risk in it. Um, there is a real yeah. threat. Can I tell you an example of the real threat? Sure. So... I think this is along the lines of what you were saying about like bonds not or tre treasury bonds not being um, as valuable of an investment as before. Um, mm. There's something like 680 billion. That's the number. It might be 700 billion. I think it's less than seven. 680 billion in unrealized losses, similar to what SVB had to had to try to mitigate uh, out there in U.S. banking. 680 mm -hmm. billion. It's um, a lot dollars in the pretty much the same boat that that was in um so i disagree by the way with what she i'm oh, sorry go ahead no i just i think she's wrong so why don't you agree yeah, yeah go ahead no i was gonna say i disagree with her point that there was no reason for people to pull their money out of these banks I absolutely yeah. think there was there absolutely was if you think that there's a potential that this bank cannot cover their deposits because they are not that their balance sheet is is nowhere near what it's supposed to be um, then yeah, you got to get that. You got to get your money out. I mean, that's, that makes perfect sense to me. I don't think that's, that's being emotional. I think that's being intelligent. Like you, you see the writing on the wall and you're like, I'm getting out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, buyer beware type thing, right? Like you, you have to keep yeah, yourself informed. And if you are, then, you know, it's a safe thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really, so too here's bad. the thing. If, if those do. banks, if those assets, if those banks can hang on to those assets without selling them until they mature, they will get their full amount of money from them from the federal government when they sell them back. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's 10 years from now, nine years, whenever they bought those things, right? Nine, eight years, they have to sit on that. Is that, you know, are they going to have a run that they're going to have to cover before then? If they do, then they're screwed. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that about does it for the first half. Isn't that yeah. something? Can I ask you, I, I don't know, should I ask you a question or do you, I have one, two, I have one, two, three, four, five, six pieces of Aussie slang. Uh, so I could probably burn Ooh. one going into half. Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Um, Sounds fun. No, you know what? This one isn't Aussie slang and it's the one that doesn't fit in with the rest of them. This is just what something sounded like. So uh, her cousin, Alex, I keep talking about him. I also had a really good political conversation with her aunt from, um, from Holland. Uh, it, I don't know. I just realized I didn't ask anybody if I could say their name on here. So, I'll, <laughs> but yeah, her, uh, yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun meeting people from all over the world. It was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Quite uh, the international, uh, set you were. Yeah. Like. It was come to think of, uh, Louis's family were, um, were American mostly, I believe all, um, anyway, uh, not Aussie slang, but it sounds like something else. Oh, so her cousin, Alex, he does, uh, visual effects for movies and he mm. uh, he was he was saying he was data wrangling. Do you are you familiar with this as a term? No, data wrangling is just trying to manage all the it's amount like of data. It's like managing yeah. data, converting it. It's like Charlie yeah. work. Do you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Charlie work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just busy work type stuff. Somebody has to do it. It's probably like um, data input. What's that called? Data input. What's that? Data entry. That's it, buddy. Yeah, I've That's never heard data show. wrangling. That's cool though. Well, it I sounds. Like in an Aussie accent, I wish I got a recording of it. It sounds like daughter wrangling. <laughs> so I was doing a lot of daughter wrangling early on in my career. Daughter I was like, wrangling. It's like what? <laughs> and then he started describing it. It was like data, daughter, daughter, 
All right, Glenn. All right, I can't do it. I'll uh, go grab a beer. I'll see you in a little bit. Yeah, All see right. you on the B side. Talk to you. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind. I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Oh, look at that! This time, we both came at the same exact time Came back at the same time, came back And we yeah, both came back Mutual, the mutual O This is recording recording this okay. <laughs> i was gonna talk about something else is that okay yeah go ahead. jesus um i well, guess look what i guess what i found while i was in san diego what'd you find um i was do you i don't know if you remember uh, a few months back i was looking for a book and i tore apart the attic uh, every closet underneath the fucking like the drawer, I seem to remember something about that. The drawer and the dresser that you're like, has there sweaters there and maybe porn? No, no, I'm too old to porn somewhere. What's this? It's just, you know, that dresser, that drawer, the bottom one. Sure. Yeah. Oh, anyways. It's got all the cables and stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I guess I'll put this here. Um, it was the the book that Mike Leach wrote. Oh. Yeah, I found it. That. Very, so it's the one he signed for you. I'm looking for it. Yep. For Dustin, Mike Leach. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you should take a picture and post it on the uh, Insta. I will. Yeah. Man, I just looked at, I hadn't looked at the signature until now. That's pretty fucking cool. Oh, and here, I got this too. Also that is very cool. There. Love, Poetry, and War, Journeys and Essays by Hitch. Yeah, Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. I was like, I know I have this somewhere. This one's fun. I don't think I like, have that one. Oh, it's great because it's all his like Vanity Fair pieces and stuff. Oh, I definitely need that. Well, it's not all Vanity Fair, but I think that's what it is. I think it's like, I think it's like articles that were in the Atlantic and stuff like, and and those. I think I subscribed to Vanity Fair almost exclusively for his articles. Yeah, I would only buy it for him. People would be like, "You read Vanity yeah. Fair?" I'm like, "No, I read Hitch." Like, <laughs> yeah, to say I would read other stuff, but primarily he was the draw for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, gone uh, too soon. Yeah, gone too soon. Best, uh, best quote. He's got a lot written down. I still think my favorite quote of his is. Uh, the three most, most overrated things. Yeah, three most overrated things. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know what? I should find it. He must have said it. I, or I got. I hope he didn't just write it down. But his three most underrated, th- overrated things are uh, picnics, lobsters, and anal sex. It's a gay man. I thought it. This is a gay I man. thought it was champagne, lobster, and anal champagne, sex. Champagne, lobster, and anal sex. This, yeah. This is a gay man. Like so, he's just blowies. Yeah. Just mutual blowies. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or he's very selfish. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about this too much now. Uh, why don't we uh, make fun of the right first and we'll make fun of the left and we'll get into the culture wars, which sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Um, so this first <laughs> one, uh, Jerry sent, I don't know if he sent this in the group chat or he just sent it to me. I think he sent it in the group chat. Uh, this was um, just, you know how people say like Trump's like a bad comic? Yes. Uh, like at his rallies, people would say he's like a comic and there's like, nobody's a bad comic. Um, yeah, I think this is a perfection of it because like, I would say nowadays, if you do a Seinfeld routine, you're pretty fucking hack, right? Yes, definitely. So comedy has moved on. Yeah. <laughs> they want to ban straws. 
Has anybody ever tried those paper stores? They're not working. I gotta play this all the way through because they do the full credit sounds here. Right? Oh, I love it. They want to ban straws. I said, well, you know, I've had a couple of meals at McDonald's, etc., over the years. Wendy's, friend of mine owns Wendy's. I give it a plug, right? Burger King. <laughs> so they want to ban straws. I said, oh, really? mine owns Wendy's and this is how he's relating to people this is how he's my friend owns the the fifth biggest fast food chain what about the the shout out what about the plates what about the knives and the spoons and a plastic oh they're okay but the stores are gonna pay has anybody ever tried seriously the new store it's made out of paper right it disintegrates as you drink it if you have a nice tie like this tie this would have no chance (laughs) yes Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. You whip it out, bum, That's brilliant. Bum. You never had to do that. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I, you know what? Fuck it. This place is falling apart anyways. I'm glad we had four years of that. Fuck it. I don't want more. <laughs> but that was, uh, we got through it, sort of, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, we're recording this on Tuesday. It's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. It's so silly that, okay, I, I, I'm so tempted to talk about it. Like, we'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. All right. Um, oh, hey, is Trump autistic? Oh. Did you I know that? Know. Have you ever heard this? I've not, not that I recall. Yeah. It's, there's a whole, it's possible. There's a whole, uh, uh, well, Tucker, his best buddy, his most ardent mm. supporter, at least when he's well, not lying behind the scenes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, he was on some podcast and he said this. Wow. Well, Trump, I saw Trump said he could close that uh, in 24 hours if he wanted to. Do you think he could? I have no idea. I mean, he couldn't build a border wall in four years. So, you know, um, there is a gap wow. between promises and delivery with all politicians, very much including him. But I will say in Trump's defense, and maybe because he's a little bit autistic, he saw <laughs> the stakes of this like at the very beginning. He's like, it really doesn't matter what he says there. So yeah, well, but he I, sounds. Damn it, he sounds. I, I closed the fucking sheet, Alan. <laughs> I'm oh, listening. I'm listening. he sounds. He sounds lucid in that clip. I've never heard Tucker sound that lucid before. When he's on his show, he sounds like he's out of his fucking mind. No, I, I think he's like trying. He's you know, it's like you're trying to get a dog to play with you. That's what he's doing on the show. Yeah, I get. I get that. But wow, he actually sounded like a normal dude. Okay, like so that. you're saying Tucker sounding like a normal person is saying that his preferred president the one that he caped for for <laughs> seven years or whatever is autistic and that's the first time he's saying it and he wouldn't have said that if like there's no way he said that without getting something sort of do you think he'd go out on the limb and say that i'm not saying that it's wrong to be autistic i'm saying that trump probably doesn't like being told that he doesn't like being anything that he could be afraid of do you being think that weak. would get back to trump I don't know. Yeah, I I think Tucker saying that he's autistic would get back to Trump. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, Alan, if I heard about it, I think Trump heard about it. Yes, because it was about <laughs> him, and he loves him. Some him. Maybe he was on a tangent about some papers. What do you think the thing is here? I think this thing is about. Uh, I think they're like hedging for him. They're like, well, you know, he did the best he could. If he was, you know, I feel like mm. they're trying to. Yeah, you could interpret that from that clip, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we move on? Uh. Well, have you heard? Have you heard? That, are there rumors that Baron Trump's autistic? I have heard that. I have heard rumors of that. Yes. Huh. I don't feel like we should indulge that, huh? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know it to yeah. be the case or not, but no, I've heard it. Here in my, in Georgia, fentanyl. Uh, let's move on to a raging cunt talking about fentanyl. <laughs> uh, this is Marjorie Three Toes. Oh, I've got a button for when she's on here. Hold on, where is it? It's over on the side, I think. See, I don't know where things are anymore. Um, it's from Croton. Oh, this Marjorie one. Taylor Green, retard. She's just in the way. Getting poisoned by fentanyl. This, <laughs> this is unacceptable. Chief Ortiz, are you aware that there was an explosive device found by Border Patrol agents on January 17th in an area called No Man's Land? And there's surveillance of who put it there. And guess what? It wasn't Americans. It was cartels. Are you aware of that? Thank you, Congresswoman, and and good to see you again. I will tell you that uh, some of this information that uh, I receive, I receive in a, a confidential uh, skiff, so I'm going to be a little hesitant of briefing what I know and what I don't know with respect to some of those, an event like that. I understand, Chief Ortiz, but I'm not going to be confidential because I think people deserve to know. Our Border Patrol agents should not be in those type Border of Patrol. conditions where they are at risk of being blown to pieces by the cartels, who, by the way, are criminals. And, th- and they should be treated as, a- as such. As a matter of fact, oh, I've co-sponsored legislation to declare war on the cartels oh. because they are definitely declaring war on us, the American people and our Border Patrol agents. And I've had enough of it. And I know oh. Americans have had enough All of right, it. I've had enough of this, too. Uh, I didn't play the beginning of that where she's talking about fentanyl. I can't believe that a police officer sat in the room and heard the words fentanyl and didn't just pass out. Right. Like, haven't you seen all those videos where like protesters go up to a line of cops and they just whisper, they go, fentanyl. And all the cops turn around. Yeah. (laughs) So she called it Burder Patrol. (laughs) Is that really? God damn it. Do I need to go find that? Hold on. I'm pretty sure that's how it sounded. Hold on. Hold on. It's worth it. Here in violence of who put it there. And guess what? It wasn't Americans. It was cartels. Are you aware of that? Because I think people deserve to know our border patrol agents should not be in those right type there. of conditions. Because border I think patrol. people deserve to know our border patrol. Border agent- patrol. Our border patrol. Say it again. What? Who's saying the cartels aren't criminals? She's like, by yeah, the way, something. By, by, the cartels. <laughs> what the, the hell? Way, <laughs> Is it by the way something Larry King talk? Yeah, I think so. By, by the way, something. Why you care? Do you it paint is, your bald spot? Do you paint your bald spot? Uh, should we hold on? I'm gonna pull the paint to your bald spot quick. Uh, can you explain it while I look it up? Yeah. So there was a guy from Sacramento that used to call into Larry King's uh, nightly show where he would take phone calls on the air, and he would always ask him. He would he would start saying he would start saying something that was sounded like a real question, and then he would just like morph into this oh thing, yeah like, like a Baba oh, Booey type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Here. here. It was something a phone that break, in one of your interviews with John Candy, I believe, it looked like an older interview. You had less hair than you have today. How do you explain that? I uh, don't wear a wig, sir. Paint your bald spot. <laughs> what bald spot? You paint your bald spot. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair, My grows. hair grows. You paint your bald spot. I don't have a bald spot. How come you had less hair on the tape? You paint your bald Maybe spot. Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day. You paint- By the way, something. <laughs> What do you care? Yes. Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Yeah. Paint your bald spot? Mm, sick. Sick. I just noticed something that okay, in one of your interviews would... <laughs> paint your bald spot. By the way, something. Why you care? By the way, something. Why you care? 
okay yeah, let's move on uh one more making fun of the right um thrashed at me this in the middle of the week and i was like I was like a different time zone. I think I was either just getting ready or we were in the middle of something in the wedding. And I like, I sent him a message. I was like, whatever this is, send this to me on Tuesday, right before the show. And he fucking did it. He fucking, he knew knew the assignment. Um, So this is Ted Cruz grilling Merrick Garland. So I think it's a week or so old and he's grilling him about what do you think is the most important thing that he could have grilled him about? Go Alan. I'll let you pick. Uh, has, who, the, potential the, indictment, the potential indictment of the former president. Okay. That's one. What else? You got three guesses. Okay. Um, the, the deep state. Be more specific. Uh, uh, the deep state investigating, uh, uh, going after the classified documents. Okay. Of All right. One more. Ted Cruz. Um, Ted Cruz. Um, whether he would like to go to Cancun next weekend. When you said weather, I was like, bad weather. Okay, good guesses. Good guesses. Uh, you're closer on your third one. He's grilling about the Supreme Court justices and the protests last summer uh, when Roe versus Wade was overturned. Oh, the leak. Yeah. And so while okay. he's grilling him, he's going to splice in. The video is spliced in with the footage in front of the Supreme Court justice's house. And if I need to, I'll explain it. I can't remember if it's obvious. Just that, that is, can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the I question. Am answer- so Ted Cruz and Merrick Garland got into it over protests at the homes of Supreme Court justices. They're showing the, the homes of the justices and there's armed uh, police on the on the lawns and people are protesting from the sidewalk. The Department of Justice under this president was perfectly happy to refuse to enforce the law and allow threats of violence. It's different house. It's a different lawn with uh, police on the driveway and the lawn and people protesting from the street. By the way, I know some, by the way, something, I know somebody <laughs> tried to sneak into one of their houses and Paul Pelosi, one of them too, but, uh, or didn't they turn themselves in something funny with that? I think they did. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, clearly a crazy person. Uh, so people were protesting from the street and there was armed guards and Cruz is like, you well, did nothing about this. Yeah. 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 And he won't let him answer. So he's like, you, you know, yes or no. Did you do nothing? Okay, moving on. He's like, what the fuck? I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so he gets something. When in. rioters descended at the homes of six Supreme Court justices, night after night after night, you did nothing. You sat on your hands. Senator, you asked me whether I sat on my hands and quite the opposite. I sent hey, 70 me, United States Marshals. Let me try again. To defa- he just answered. So Cruz then asked if Garland charged the protesters, but the hearing continued to go off the rails. Let me try again. Defa- and Have me- you, has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United See, States Marshals. The other things the- that, he, that you asked him a new question about in the middle of? Defend the lives so of the, the answer ju- is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have Why full- are you unwilling to say no? The answer's no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. Words You're not willing way. to answer a question. Let's shift that, to another is, area. Can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the I question. Am unbelievable uh, yeah it's I, so frustrating it's, to hear i, I don't but, know if there's any more let me just see i think i think the rest is them just showing the protests and this is from huffington mm-hmm. post so i'm sure they're making the protests. Let's shift that, to another that is, area. can i answer the question you, no the, you the cannot general, you have refused to answer the I am question. Answer- yeah okay it started over i'm sorry uh, just to address just to address the point on that clip 
when he says that, okay, maybe you sent marshals, but did you arrest anybody? You can't arrest people for protesting if they're doing it legally. Right. So that <laughs> there's no case to be yeah, had there. Yeah. Isn't it weird that they're talking about like judges and like people that know how to interpret the law? Like it's one would kinda, think. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Let's well, let's move into making fun of the left. Um, I missed this in January. Maybe I did, and I just it slipped my mind. I don't President know. Harris. Something did happen to me in in middle of January. So maybe I. Oh I yes, wasn't you had a for this. significant life event. One would say. So the main part of this clip, actually, the entire part of this clip, is the first two seconds. Did you know? Did you remember Joe did it again, where he called Kamala the president? I know he I did, did it one time. That. Oh, you didn't bring it up, huh? You didn't want to send <laughs> it to remember. me? All right, here. There's a lot. President Harris led this effort. And then the rest is a bunch of other shit he's saying about her. But it just, Led this effort. President Harris led this effort. Just like, and that wasn't cut so that you couldn't hear vice president. I don't know why it's jammed into the beginning like that. But yeah, you can't believe he, he did that twice. <laughs> These things happen, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> These incidents <laughs> no. happen or incidents happen. Yeah. Um, this is what uh, General Milley would say. This is what the former, so um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. I'm going to save it on the third one. Um, she, the former mayor of Chicago, she still has to preside over like official business and stuff. So Lori Lightfoot. She, yes. So she's sitting like the vice president does of the Senate. So I don't know how fucking Chicago politics work. She has to be there <laughs> for um, sessions of Congress, state state assembly mm, we're gonna okay, go with that okay, okay? state assembly yeah, let's go with that. oh it's city council she's the mayor of chicago good grief dustin um <laughs> and uh she took this guy's press pass away early on because she was saying that things he was saying online were lies um he's one of those people probably that stanford oh i got a side note there you hear about stanford uh, they had um in the newest uh twitter files stanford had a whole program that was intended to determine if um, vaccine and protesting uh, mandates information was factual or not. And then it got co-opted by the government and got used to um, just dismiss anything that wasn't just the status quo. I did see a story about that. I didn't recall that it was tied to the Twitter files. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the newest batch, which is why you don't hear about it because it's, you know, it's not, this is a terrible place to put out journalism. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't even know they were still putting out Twitter files, honestly. Uh, this guy got in trouble for basically doing things that probably turned out to be true statements, but they went against the narrative at the time. Lightfoot, you and I may have gotten off on the wrong foot. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be. Reporter, uh, WilliamJKelly.com. I'm a veteran reporter in the city of Chicago, Emmy Award-winning TV host, radio print journalism. I should be sitting over there with my colleagues, but I'm, I'm standing over here because on a weekly basis, I was going viral asking you obvious questions. And instead of answering them, you told me that crime was down. My videos went viral, multi- millions of views, comments, likes, and shares, and it was hurting your reelection campaign. So you revoked my media credential. She just has to sit there and take this. Wow. That should never happen in a free country. And I'm asking the city council to take the media credential process away from the, from the next mayor of Chicago and the next superintendent of police and put it in the hands of 
the, the Constitution. What you've done to the city of Chicago, I feel like this is more of a victim impact statement than an actual public comment. <laughs> wow. What you've done to me is nothing compared to what you've done to my city, the city of Chicago, the city that I was born and raised in, the city that I love with all my heart. You became mayor, the people of Chicago elected you. You shut down our schools, you shut down the churches, you shut down the businesses. You did the one thing that I thought could never happen. As somebody who, who was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, I never thought in my life that I would ever see the city of Chicago brought down so low as you have managed to bring it down. Shame on you. That is a legacy that you are going to have to carry. Future historians are going to have a, a hard time understanding how you, are, how you ever even became mayor of the city of Chicago. I intend to write that book. I intend to make sure that at least uh, there is some possible way for the city of Chicago to, to move forward. I hope that you realize what damage you have done to the city. I hope that after today's city council meeting, you will pack your suitcase and get the hell out of my city. Uh, you know, I liked it the first half, but the, it just it got a little too vengeful at the end. Like, I, we're yeah. all mad, yeah. and, and he, but he's more personally affected by something I'm like, hey, you're a little extreme, but that, that was a little extreme. We don't have any, I, at least I don't have any frame of reference for the things that he was saying that mm -hmm. got her to take that action, mm -hmm. but I, I tend to agree that politicians shouldn't be able to take away media credentials from somebody just because they're you know, they disagree with them or they're shedding light on some things that they don't like. Um, so yeah, I would agree. I think the first few sentences, if he would have stopped and walked away from the mic, I'd be like, okay, that, that was a, that, that was a meaningful statement. I mean, she already lost. I know. Um, yeah. I would actually be curious. We, we know plenty of people from Chicago. Um, I would be curious what Chicagoans like real Chicagoans think of her. Yeah. I, I haven't really looked into that too much. Um, but I'd be yeah. curious what somebody who's in that city thinks of what. Yeah, that's her, true. Her. I, uh, I'm racking my brain right now. I think 100% of any memes or any news sources I've seen, you know, try to shape my opinion of her. Uh, I, I don't think a single one of them is from Chicago. So yeah. Interesting. That would be good to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, she definitely appeared to age like 20 years dude, in the space yeah. of time. I mean, that she, she didn't was go in. She went in looking like Rhea Perlman and then she came out looking like Beetlejuice. I waited enough time. You can say it three times with a bunch of stuff in between. <laughs> um, Oh, let me play this clip. Uh, this is, I think this fits in making fun of the left. I've been putting skeptics guide to the universe and making fun of the left a few weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> So they have been, they're doing anything they can in this clip to not. Okay. So anytime that news has come out that a government agency is saying that they think that the virus may have come from a lab, they come on and they're like, look, they said may have like, and look, most of the people said that they don't think it is. It's like, I know it's pretty remarkable that there's some that say they think it might be. Like that's, yeah. and they're like, no, they're saying that, uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they're, they're kind of shitty about that. So in my opinion, this sounds like a bullshit story like this. Like, tell me if this, if you're, if your your bullshit detector goes off at all, when you hear this, they have a source, Alan, now that everybody's talking about it coming from a lab, don't worry. They have a source. 
Have you ever heard of a, a, a raccoon dog? No, that's a thing. I have, Wait, what do they call this? I have, no, that's not it. That's Ra- what they call it. Yeah. No, a raccoon dog is like, you know, something out here in Tennessee. Something you go hunting with. <laughs> no, it's a real thing. I have heard of it. Yeah. Really? Hold on. That can't yeah, be the I right think. word. Is that all? All right. The, the, so, so the last few, week, few weeks, like stories have been coming out where people are like, look, we're not saying that they made it in a lab and that these like mad scientists got everyone sick, especially intentionally. We're saying there's a chance that it was being studied in a lab and then it leaked out. Right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the safe that's way. Sort of, of, yeah. Yeah. That's what but they can't even take that. They're like, no, we have to find a fucking animal. It has to be the, the wet market here. So they find some bullshit story and they're like, new theory. It's the wet market. How can you prove that? Oh, we'll never be able to prove it here. Oh, okay. Two things. One, just saw a a pretty interesting news alert, reading it as I talk, so bear with me, that there's some new evidence. Alan, if I told you we're going to start the show with evidence, new evidence that I just read on my phone, (laughs) would you fucking let me do that? You'd be like, dude, we need to fucking vet this first. But everyone (laughs) on the show just lets it pass. This is a serious show. Like, we get really good information from the show. But they have their biases, and it's really showing here. Because she's like, hey, I just heard this. Uh," And then they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. So brave. There's some new evidence, and this uh, Catherine Wu of, of the Atlantic says the strongest evidence yet that an animal started the pandemic. This uh, uh, Natasha's going to get mad at me. It's playing too fast here. Started the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So there's new genetic samples from China, from Wuhan, from that market that appear to link the early COVID genes to raccoon dogs. Raccoon dogs. Do you guys know about right. raccoon dogs? Raccoon dogs. I'm just learning about no. their existence, which shocks me. The it's amazing. <laughs> they look they look Is that like, like a, Texarkana? A, a, a kind of. They look like raccoons dog and, and dogs. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> really do look like raccoon dogs. I got the perfect name for them. Hybrid. They they are they're really cute, but apparently they were also being illegally sold at the market and they may have been shedding the virus. I don't know. There's obviously we got to dig more into this, but it well, kind of coming on the heels of all this conversation about lab leak, and you know, it's just so fascinating that now three years into the pandemic, we're still discovering new things about how it started. I personally only just now got COVID, which is fascinating. I was just gonna get into a personal life here. Uh, I gotta find the next clip on there. If you have a thought on that, I'll let you talk. Yeah. So actually, that that whole raccoon dog story made it to like I want to say the Times or the Post. I read about it somewhere. And essentially what – so I don't, I don't know that it was illegal that, to have them or to sell them in that wet market. It was illegal to, to have them that the way that they had them. So they were in a cage and then above them was another cage with other animals. I want to say – That's the first. same thing they said at the beginning about the pangolin. It's yeah. the same fucking thing yeah. they said. They just replaced it with coon dogs. So, yeah, and so the thing it was they were shitting on the coon dogs, and the coon dogs got the virus. No, that's, that's the that's same fucking thing they were saying. By the way, <laughs> you can what, say coon dog if you're talking about a hunting dog. In this case, we should say rac- raccoon dogs. <laughs> raccoon dog. Okay. Um, no, I did. I read that somewhere. I, I don't. And it that's wasn't the like same a, story. It's literally the same story. And they're like, "Well, we didn't have I'm, evidence. We just didn't like pangolins. Now we uh, we found something that, that looks like the original COVID genes in this raccoon dog." And they're like. Oh, cool. So do you have evidence of someone getting bit by a raccoon dog? No. Okay. Well, you have droplets the, of COVID. Yeah. What? Was that in the Times podcast about the origin story? Was that? Was I, I don't know. Was I only listened that? to two of them uh, last okay. week, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Okay. 
Uh, I had a okay. vacation from the times. I, uh, I, I, right. I, I can't say I listened to 13 hours of podcast today this week. I don't know. I uh, read it somewhere. Let me play this next clip because, uh, after about a minute and a half of yammering about getting COVID, they, uh, get back to, um, um, the, that subject spillover from the <laughs> wet market. So this new little piece of evidence is huge. Cause right, now they didn't have that before. The they one thought... thing, the one thing we didn't have was the animal of origin. And if they're saying that they have connections between the virus and, and, and viruses in raccoon dogs, that's the last piece. That, I'm sorry, who's they? And who, and, so it's an international team of virologists, genomicists, and evolutionary biologists. So a big collaboration. Okay, so it's not the... It, no, this is right. published... It's, yeah, it's, this not is, chi- it's not the Chinese government. No, 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 no. no. no this is international like collaboration of individuals basically saying that exactly what Steve said, like everything pointed to the fact that this, sea, this basically wholesale seafood market seemed like the origin, but nobody could point to the actual genetic data saying this is the animal that it came from. And now they've they've basically said, okay, looking at these sequences, the raccoon dogs that were being sold there could have been carrying and shedding yeah. the virus in that site at that time. But they also couldn't find any evidence that it was in the market otherwise. So I, I guess it's plausible that the raccoon dogs had it, people bought it and took them elsewhere. And got sick from them. I don't know, man. Yeah. <clears throat> the story that I read seemed to indicate that potentially, and this is all, you know, I don't know. This is all conjecture, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that the government was embarrassed that they had allowed those conditions to maintain sure. in that wet market. Yeah. And so they had an, an interest in erasing that data, shutting it down, and not letting anybody in to actually look for the virus there right. before they cleaned it up. Um, yeah, but that... Oh, sorry. But that doesn't... Um, I think I said something last week that I'm proud of saying. Like, I don't want to fucking... I want to be right in the long run on this. And I, <clears throat> I still don't feel like I know... But that sounded pretty fucking convenient, right? Like that sounded like, oh, this is all we needed was this animal. It's like, okay, you're still not like really explaining it. And you're using the same thing as before with the pangolin being in the room with the bat and you shouldn't have had them next to each other. Because that was it before. It was a pangolin and a bat, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. It's dumb. All right. It is dumb. Um, okay. Now, uh, well, I think that brings us into our culture war segment and I have a sound oh. for that. Thanks to the young thrash lad. Where is it? 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 Oh, right here. <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that sound. That sounds nothing like the guy who said that Trump was autistic on the podcast, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I do hear you. I get That's you the saying. same guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Um, let me let me just pull up my videos here. Uh, the young toaster sent us uh, sent a video. Oh, okay. So we're in our culture war segment. So this is the one about abortions. Yeah, abortions in Alabama. Republican hmm. approved abortion technique. Step one is carry that unwanted pregnancy to term. Step two, when labor begins, go home or get into your car. Three, declare that baby you are about to give birth to is an intruder and is not allowed in the home and or vehicle. Four, give birth to that unwanted baby. Baby has now unlawfully and forcibly entered a dwelling, residence, or occupied vehicle. Lethal force is authorized by Alabama's stand-your-ground laws. Step five, 
shoot baby with high capacity, fully automatic assault rifle, use any which gun. is legal. Since baby has already been born, See, Alabama lawmakers she's no got an agenda, about Alan. it and will fight for your right to defend oh, yourself I hadn't and keep your firearms. All hypothetical. You know, I w she had me until she unnecessarily <laughs> singled out rifles for that reason. High capacity. With the high capacity, yeah. Do you realize how quickly you go through 30 bullets? Like, that is not a fucking treat. <laughs> anyway. That's a good uh, yeah, take, that right? Was, uh... That's a good take. Just coming right for us. <laughs> Great take. I think that sets us up for a little bit of a drag discussion. This clip's about two weeks old. There's a couple of shows where I wanted to get this in, but we were having other stuff that we were talking about, and it would have just been mm -hmm. excessive, I think, the first week. Then the second week, oh, I was in San Diego. I just skipped like half the sheet. Um, so <laughs> this is Jon Stewart with an Oklahoma, uh, either a state senator or a, a senator from Oklahoma. Maybe he's a House of Representatives. Well, a politician from Oklahoma. Um, and I'll let the clip do the talking. And drag show readings to children. To my why? House, yes. Why? 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 What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting? Those under eighteen from voting. Why are you banning that? Is is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry. The government does have a responsibility uh -huh. in certain instances. To What's the children? leading cause of death amongst children in this country? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not drag show readings to children. Correct. I, so I don't like where he goes with this because I like my guns. But I will admit, if you're going to use the argument, we want to do whatever it takes, fuck the First Amendment, to protect children, you need to recognize that you're, you're saying the same thing. You Like, be consistent. You need to say the same thing about the Second Amendment. And I don't think you should, just like I don't think you should the first. Yeah, I've, I've heard better arguments than that. Like uh, it's a good setup, and the guy no, fucking to, can't handle it. No, like like uh, you're allowed to take your kid to Hooters. That's not a big deal, right? right. Is like I bet uh, you, you shouldn't. Can that? I fucking say that? I keep meaning to say that whenever we talk about this, and I keep forgetting. People are like, "Ooh, uh, I don't want these kids that are drag shows. I don't want kids in bars. Drag shows are usually held at bars. Why are you bringing kids to fucking bars? There was kids at the bars <laughs> in San Diego. Oh, Alan, I forgot to tell you. Well, oh, do tell hypothetically. A friend of ours, a guy, my friend Justin in San Diego that I used to talk about. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he bought a lot of mushrooms. And uh, yeah, and he snuck them into a, a suitcase when they flew home. Um, so the uh, some of it was consumed on the beach uh, on Sunday. It oh, was nice. a great time. Yeah, yeah. And Expand these fucking mind. kids, man, these fucking kids in the bar, which is trying to watch. I think there was a basketball game going on and the... Uh, the World Series, baseball World Series, U.S. and, C and Cuba, and it's just the baseball just classic. Too many fucking, too many, too many children in bars. Was it a brewery or an actual bar? It's a bar. It's a, at night. It's a nightclub. They oh, okay. ID'd me like to go restaurant. in. I had to be ID'd to go in. So yeah. I guess they just are remember Chad. Chad used to rail about that all the time about going to breweries and there's all, kids everywhere. All I'm saying it. is we're trying to do this in the place where we don't want kids at. You insisted on bringing kids there for the last 10 fucking years. And now you're like, do you know what? This is just like they should, they complain about immigrants. Well, they come here and they change our culture. Well, you ruined the bars for me. I tried to do this somewhere. I mean, I don't do drag, but like I, we tried to go somewhere to watch this and enjoy this where we don't bother your children. And then you insisted on bringing kids into these places. And now you're making us change our rules.
bullshit. And, 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 and it would be one thing if we didn't have a little thing called the first fucking amendment that you would be stepping on to do so. Like if it was just like right. an opinion, man, I could live with that, but this is a principle dog. Like, and, yeah, mm, for sure. All right. hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, here's more on the subject of drag. I have a note underneath that one. I don't know. I think I had something to say, but, oh, Natasha found that clip. There was a, there's like an eight minute version of that interview. And that's why I never played it. Cause I was like, I don't even know what, like, it's all good. And I, th- th- thank you, Natasha for that clip. Um, I don't thank know you, Natasha. Said. Yeah. Who sent this in? Mm, toasty. Toasty sent this in. Uh, this is a Kentucky uh, senator, a former state uh, representative. Jerry Miller, former state representative. Talking HB 470 to uh, Kentucky. When I realized it had a real chance of passing, even though it restricts parents' rights, it now became personal because my seven-year-old grandchild would be directly affected by it. As a grandfather of two girls, I was thrilled to learn my daughter was pregnant with a boy. I thought of all the things we would do together, <laughs> like playing ball. Uh, that's just not been my reality. Uh, as a toddler, he wasn't. Well, in- and that was kind of funny. I give it what. So what he was saying is he had two daughters and he always wanted to have a son and his daughter was having a boy. And then he said, he's telling this quickly. So moving on before you can kind of react to that. He's saying, I never got to really throw the ball with him. That turned out to not be the reality. And that now you're full up to speed. Interested in balls. He has, uh, she has uh, focused on uh, dolls, not balls started dressing so a girl so to speak like a girl mainly princess dresses uh at age three at home uh my his mother tried to dissuade him from doing so at age four my intuitive wife asked the dress chair wearing child if he didn't like being a boy his response was quote inside i feel like a girl close quote my wife accepted that uh, i am jerry miller former yes, that's, state the whole, that's the whole clip uh, I mean, you can imagine where the rest of that story goes. It's refreshing to see that in Kentucky. He's a, unfortunately a former state representative because yeah. he's so well-spoken and so c- considerate and compassionate, it sounds like, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's funny how uh, <laughs> it feels like we, we hear stories like this you know, relatively often where somebody has a very strongly held opinion and, you know, they see the light because of X you know, thing happening in their life. Um, I don't, it feels like, why, why'd you have to have that happen to you before you, you figured out that maybe we should be compassionate and accepting no of, right? uh, you know, of yeah. people. Um, but you know, yeah, you're right. I, I wish he was, uh, he still had a, a pen that mattered. Yeah. Yep. Something to say on it. Um, this yeah. was an interesting story. So I tried to find a good sound clip describing the, um, so so I don't have a good audio for the setup, but I do have audio for what happened anyways. So back in December, there was a Christmas, there was a Christmas themed drag show in Florida somewhere. And mm-hmm. the either state police or, or sheriffs or something, um, they went, they went undercover. So police money was being spent to go undercover and assess if drag shows were being lewd and sexual and in front of a minor or making contact. So they went wow. and they assessed that the undercover officers said they found no, found nothing. 
But that didn't mm-hmm. stop the state of Florida from... Governor Ron DeSantis is once again taking aim at a South Florida drag show. This time he's threatening to revoke a venue's liquor license after he says minors attended the performance. A 17-page complaint filed by the state says the Christmas drag show at the James Hill Knight Center had X-rated themes like performing sexual acts and showed nudity. We reached out to the governor's office. The response was in this statement, says in part sexually... He's just going to say what you think he's going to say. Uh, but it's funny because they they there is they turned in a report saying that they did not find any of that and they're like that's fine we're just going to press these charges anyways threaten to take so it's it has a cooling effect right like that yeah. that's that show they showed footage of it that show was on a stage so like not it wasn't a bar act you weren't like walking amongst the patrons where you might interact with them uh, right so the only thing it could have been was lewd or have nudity. Um, and it just, I, they said it didn't like they paid to have an undercover agent and they said, we didn't see anything that broke the law and they pressed charges anyways. Unbelievable. And, yeah. And, I mean, that reminds me of the conversation we had with Dolly Parton's niece, uh, you know, Rebecca. a few weeks ago we talked about, yeah, we talked about that cooling effect of like, well then is the bar down the street going to like, eh, maybe we don't want to touch that kind of act anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, then what happens? Then you got self-censorship, right? That's, and that's, that's why the first amendment is so important. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I looking at what we have ahead of us, I think this is a sharp turn. So let's just move in. Let's just lean into it. Um, so let's talk about Trump. So, uh, the Ides, <laughs> beware the Ides of March. I soothsayer, the Ides of March have come, but not past Caesar. So I doubt it. It's uh 10 17 on March. Oh, three, two, one, two, three. That's the date today. That's kind of fun. Oh, and, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of numerology going around, you know, I guess Trump believes in that. He must've been talking to the throat goat, Nancy Reagan. Remember she was into all that stuff. I do remember. Uh, so he was probably talking to her and his Ouija board, and he predicted hmm. over the weekend, or maybe late last week, he said, guys, I'm going to get arrested next Tuesday. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Go protest. Yeah, go protest. Yeah, um, yeah that. Uh, so Tuesday came and went. Um, I mean, we do have a habit of things happening while we record. I would have thought that would have been worthy of an update. Oh, explosions in Aleppo, Syria. Have they ever stopped? Good grief. Poor Aleppo. Right. Uh, well, that's really? news, which means I bet they didn't arrest the president today. Um, no, I don't believe that happened. No. So I, I have a couple thoughts on that. Let's play this clip first because I can't really remember what it is. It's probably him being a C-word. How does he find the only dark place in Florida? Like, the, Have you seen how dark his videos are? I have, yes. It's like he wants to one-up Brandon with that one video he did with the background behind him that was all yeah. Death Starry. We have never been closer. To World War Three than we are today under Joe Biden. Oh, this is before. Well, let's just play this. Between anyways. nuclear armed powers would mean death and destruction on a scale unmatched in human history. Human. It would be human. Nuclear Armageddon. Nothing is more important than avoiding that nightmare. We will avoid it, but we need new leadership. Every day, this proxy battle in Ukraine. Wait, hold on. Hold on. So. Hold on. I don't want to play the rest of this clip. Um, he, this something just occurred to me. So if there's a war going on and he's saying that we're trying to avoid it being World War III, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I believe so. And the war is Russia invaded Ukraine, right? Yes. And I understand the concern is we're assisting Ukraine 
and his fear is it becomes a global war. I think that, and he says the only way to solve that is new leadership. I feel like a faster solution would be for Putin to stop being at war with Ukraine for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that would be a. He's like the only way to option. fix this. It's like the the I uh, wish you would leave with the the hot where he crashes the hot dog into the store. He's like, we're trying to find who did this. <laughs> the only way we can fix this is if I get elected president again. It's like, what, how does that have anything to do with any of this? Uh, okay, I'm not going to play the rest of it. This is him saying we need to completely overall shocker the FBI, CIA, State Department, other federal agencies, and clean out the deep state. Um, my dude, you ran on that. That was seven years ago, and you yeah. had four years like to do it. You could have done it. Drain Why the swamp. would we believe you? You need more people. And you do now, actually, to quote Jay-Z poorly. Um, okay, well, so uh, oh, he also said the greatest threat to the world is the Marxist movement in the United States. What a joke. Um, okay, so let's talk about what happened today uh, or, or, or the lack of it. Um, do you have any – did you think it was going to happen today? I was out of the loop. No. I was traveling. I was trying not to get worked up and dealing with wedding stuff. I had my own situation last week. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't think it was likely that that would happen. I think that Merrick Garland's um, DOJ is pretty tight. Um, tight. And I, Wait, doesn't Trump yeah. hate the leakers? Wasn't that his big thing? Yeah, he did. He did hate the leakers. But he only found this because somebody told him it happened. Presumably. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Weird. I mean, there have been a lot of rumblings that, you know, grand juries were convening and all that sort of thing. I mean, the second were coming soon. Georgia, yeah. Yeah, but well, New York and Georgia. They decided not to try it in federal courts in, in New York, but they thought maybe they would try it in state. Um, and so that's kind of where this, I, I guess, that sort of rumor mill was spinning. I think they're, so I think that, I bet they were going to do it today. And then Trump said that over the weekend and they're like... <laughs> We can make him look really bad. Get all his guys worked up and then be like, dude, you fucking crying wolf. Like Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then they show up tomorrow. That would be very funny if yeah. that was actually what happened. God, I just, I love that he hated the leakers so much. This is like all about an inside source for him. Uh, I think my other theory is that, and I, I don't think this one holds as much water. I think the first one is my, I think it was going to be Tuesday. Um, but I think that, I think they want, so have you heard people say this isn't even the good case? What case is this in New York? This is the case of uh, Stormy Daniels being paid off by, uh, what's his name? The guy that we have in our, one of our cameos. Oh, I'll have him open up the show this week. Michael. Michael Cohen. This is Michael Cohen. Cohen. Former yeah, fixer. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you recall, uh, Trump had Michael Cohen pay off Stormy Daniels uh, prior to with the his, election. With, with Michael Cohen's personal money. Right, and then the Trump organization paid Michael Cohen back while he was president. Um, so essentially, in installments yes, while he was president, essentially violating campaign finance laws is is what that yes that case. Oh, I have a clip that explains that really well. Let me play that now. Uh, this okay. is Bob. Uh, this is uh, Buzz Burbanks on the Bob Seska show. Let me play it now. This is not just about a hush money payment. Yeah, this is about lying about the nature of the hush money payment, claiming right. it. On a, on a legal state document as a legal expense when, in fact, it was no such thing. That's right. That's, that's illegal. Mm -hmm. And if, if these things were done, by the way, in the commission of another felony or a conspiracy, then that raises all of this to felony status. And as if that weren't enough, it all occurred just days before 
the presidential election and may have saved Trump's ass in uh, what was uh, an election that was a lot closer than it should have been. That sweet, sweet dumper of his. In. Yeah, yeah. And, and during his presidency, the president of the United States was writing checks to his lawyer fixer to reimburse that lawyer fixer for the $130,000 in hush money that he paid to Stormy Daniels. So this isn't just about hush money. This is about breaking the law. This is about lying about it. And this is about deceiving the American people with a, with a cash payment uh, days before an election. This is a huge crime. Don't let anyone diminish it. Yeah, in fact... I don't have to listen to Bob Seska because we're out of a podcast <laughs> war with him, well. remember? Wait, say it again. I think that was well put. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we. I think I already said that, and you started to say more. I was like, "No, shut up. Let's let Buzz talk." I apologize. <laughs> no um, I think I have something else on this. Oh, uh, this is okay. I have a third theory as to why Trump didn't do this uh, today. Can you open this link here? Yeah. Okay. So I think he's waiting till tomorrow because of horoscope numerology. Reasons. Number two <laughs> predictions today, March 22nd, 2023, personality will be better. Okay. Um, the Radix number of March 22nd, 2023 is four, and the Destiny number is five. For those with the number two today, what the, what is this? Today is going to be beneficial in all directions. Okay. There will be business improvement. Unexpected profits will increase. Ah. This is this is uh, madness. This is what this is. Hey, keep going. I think there's a reason why tomorrow is just a better day. Uh, success success percentage will be better. Yeah, uh, see, that was it. They they figured they'd have a higher chance of getting the prosecution through if uh, if they did it on a day with they would have better success because it's three twenty two twenty three twenty three. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Numerology. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna get all these out there in case he actually does get arrested, which probably won't happen. But. Um, do you remember when he was giving that speech in front of a bunch of law enforcement and he said this Being thrown into the back of a paddy wagon? You just mm -hmm. see him thrown in <laughs> rough. rough. I said, please don't be too nice. <laughs> like when you guys put somebody in the car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over. like don't hit their head and they've just killed somebody. Don't hit their head. I said, you can take the hand away. Okay. It would be pretty funny if they took their hand away. When they put it, it would be hilarious. Yeah. No, 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 no. We can't laugh at that. That would be uh, uncouth. Is that am I using uncouth? That, yeah. Is, Sorry. Yeah. How do you I, spell I that uncouth. word? Is it uncouth or uncouthed? Like, have you had your couth removed, or does it mean you aren't being very couth? <laughs> I think it means you aren't being very couth. Is there an e at the end? I think so. Hmm. U n c o u t h e. I think is yeah. that how it is. Yeah. What's the origin of that word? That's a weird word. Then we'll talk oh no, about there is no the, e. Oh, okay. what's it? What's the etymology? I mean, we'll talk about China in a second. Uh, I'm gonna get this clip loaded. It's on YouTube, anyways. Yeah. Uh, For years. Yeah. Huey uh, gave us two time-stamped clips from the China Uncensored podcast, so I'm gonna play that for the first time for me. I'm excited about this for both of us. Oh, cool. Uh, trying to. Find it comes from. Old English, kuth, meaning familiar or known. So prefix, putting the un in front of it means unfamiliar. Yeah, like strange or being strange. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Or rude. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're being uncouth, Alan. Um, so <laughs> thank you way in advance for these clips. I have not listened to them because I've been busy. Okay. We're going to do this together, Alan. Um, Let's go. This, this is the episode of China Uncensored. China, uh, America's China policy is collapsing, and that's a good thing. So eight minutes or so. Here we go. Government are getting tougher on China, and proponents of engagement with the Chinese Communist Party are fighting back. Here's former U.S. ambassador to China, Max Baucus. Not a fan of the new congressional committee. The new committee formed in the Congress on China is very anti-China. No, it's not anti-China. It's anti the Chinese Communist Party. It's so important. And what the party has done, not just to America, but to the Chinese people. That is so fucking important. There's a lot more in this clip, but I like that. That should be said every fucking time we talk about this shit, right? Like, yeah, you have to separate the regime from the people. Absolutely. But like, we don't think about that at all. We're like, everybody in China is fucking brainwashed because they're all a part of it. Like we've dehumanized them so much by just being, it's like, it's communist China. They're not even real people. Like, am I on an island? Am I a bad person? I feel like that's the way it's like easily. I feel like, I don't feel like, we even, that, I feel like we give Iran so more autonomy as individuals. I was just going to say, isn't that sort of the way Iran's dealt with this as way, well? This is the way we try to with Iran. Yeah. Yeah, where the regime isn't separated from the people. Oh, these people have been cowed into this. Like it, okay. Right. Which he later admits in the same interview. Many in Congress say they want to split the party from the people, implying that, um, that maybe there should be an overthrow by the Chinese people that, of the Communist Party. Or no, that's not what they're implying. They're just countering the biggest propaganda line of the Communist Party. The CCP wants people to believe that there is no China without the party. Right. The party is the people, which isn't really true. The party is the party. The people are the people. This is the modern Frankenstein is the doctor, not the monster. It's not that confusing. <laughs> and here's what the people were saying in a recent protest. CCP stepped down. <laughs> Xi Jinping stepped down. That's the protest. <laughs> of course, many of those protesters have now started disappearing, which reminds me Remember how... Remember when they were holding up the A4 paper, just the regular sheet of yep, paper? Yep, the blank paper. Yeah. Yep. So Natasha's uncle, who did the speech, he went to print it out, but he had a thought as he left. He's like, I should change it to eight and a half by 11. And he has two formats and he takes it to the print shop. And he's like, can you print this on A4? And the lady looked at him like he had six heads. And <laughs> I knew what he was talking about immediately, even though like, when was the last time you saw a new sheet? Of, have you ever like seeing a ream of paper that says A4, you have to go to like a specialty place for that in America. It's very similar. Very to, to it's very yeah. similar to eight and a half by 11, but, but like I worked in a print shop. So like I was familiar with that, but anybody who works in a print shop now, it's even more foreign to them. And that's just so strange because like, it's, it's literally like probably half the world. I mean, I would, I would assume it's not just Australia. everybody that uses the metric system. Right. Yeah. Yes. Cause that's you're not going to do that. In eight and a half by, yeah. It's yeah. slightly, slightly different. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. A4. That doesn't point. Remember those people holding up A4 paper and they banned yes. selling A4 sized paper in China? Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, those people are all, you know, they're learning how to work like a Uyghur, I guess. How are yeah. the engagement okay. people dealing with the idea that by opening up, China will become a democracy? We're not going to change China. But changing China was the excuse for engagement in the first place. Yeah. And now you're saying since we can't change China, we have to keep engaging with them? Did China also make these people's brains start disappearing? 
When it comes to genocide and kidnapping protesters, maybe your reaction shouldn't be the same thing high schoolers write to each other in yearbooks. Never change, CCP. But All right, that's the end of that clip. Um, let me find the next clip. I'll let you. Yeah, can I just say, I mean, there's some pretty concerning stuff happening with China right now that I don't think is getting enough run. Um, like what, for example? China just brokered a, a diplomatic relations between iran and saudi arabia that's not uh, they, they hate each other that's there's no that that's not still, it's that's not the point the point is that china is trying to assert itself on the world stage and they can try take the u.s's place china yeah. is I mean, just visited, like short term they're done like like i i don't i i think that they're just trying to look we're not popular because we spent the last 20 years fighting the war on terror and abusing people in countries on the other side of the world we're not doing the best to rehab our image, but in this moment, they're taking advantage of that, and they have a lot of extra money because of their currency manipulations and all that kind of shit. Uh, and they're trying to throw it around, but their house of cards is going to collapse, and they won't be able to back any of these things that they're allegedly creating. I mean, the problem is that is it going to go if it collapses it's probably going to go out with a bang right i mean and z just uh see just visited russia just visited putin um so, so you they, have sort of they had a, a, some they had a new treaty too and i was like that just makes both of you look stupid certainly made russia look yeah. bad yeah but so there's there's sort of this growing axis which i don't want to use that word because i don't want to think about world war III. also because there's but, an allied powers that people keep talking about right now yeah, exactly. But I, I'm just saying it's concerning. It's Where's concerning. The Japan's and, in the yeah, maybe powers. you're right. Maybe you're right that there, you know, it is a house of cards which is going to collapse, but it's not going to go out without a bang. It's going to be ugly. I'm saying it might. I mean, there's a way. There's still, you know, I feel like it's um, end game where uh, Captain Magic or whatever his name is, is like I've seen all the potential outcomes, and there's one way where we can get out of it. It might be pretty narrow. Doctor like Strange. That. That's it, Captain Magic. Captain Magic. Uh, okay, there isn't there someone called Captain Marvel? There is. I rest yeah. my case. Um, <laughs> that's close. Anyway, he. Uh, I feel like you know, there's 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 still the potential of they are the minority of the population in that country. The CCP. Is, oh, the party. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, yeah, it can go out of the bang. It's interesting to see what that bang is, you know, and if the people want to survive more long-term, they better, they better have a successful transition. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's play this next clip. Of course, bomb okay. the hell out of them. But according to the New York times at the end of the day, you know, who's really at fault? America. Rather than try to trip the competition, America should focus on figuring out how to run faster. For example, through increased investments in education and basic scientific research. The idea is that America is really just fat and lazy. And rather than trying to improve itself, it wants to kill competition. That is not true. The reality is the Chinese Communist Party has weaponized its economy to unfairly compete with and yes. destroy the U.S. That's another topic I could do a whole episode about. In fact, I did. It's called Why You Can't Compete With China. I'll put a link below, but here's just one piece of it. China claims to be a developing country, despite being the second largest economy in the world. So it gets tons of benefits, like cheap shipping to the U.S. subsidized by U.S. taxpayers. China gets to avoid the same kind of climate change rules that make it hard for U.S. industry to compete 
And China uses illegal tactics to outcompete the U.S. in industries like steel and solar panels. This is not a case of America needs to run faster. And investing in basic scientific research won't really do much good when China will just steal the IP. All right, that's a good place to stop. I mean, I think that's an excellent <laughs> counterpoint to a very stupid... He read the headline word for word, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was a good counterpoint as well. Um, all of that uh, can confirm, yes. You know, uh, that person I've mentioned on the show before that's dating somebody from China that I said I've been convinced mm-hmm. she's a spy? <laughs> uh, she was at the yeah. wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. I kept getting close to her. You- yeah, I kept getting close to her being like, Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square, and she'd grab her phone. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go out of here with a little bit of a game, shall we? Oh, yeah. We've got some game o- time. Aussie slang for you to identify. So we already okay. got daughter wrangling. Mm. That's data wrangling. Um, yeah. Okay. Can, what do you think Seppo means? I can spell it. Please, yeah, spell. Is there any way you could use it in a sentence, or is that, is that oh, too much? Oh, yeah, no, I could. Hey, you fucking Seppo. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hey, you Seppo cunt. Get the fuck out of here, mate. Seppo. It's 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 used derogatorily. It, like, you wouldn't say it to I someone's face if they knew what it meant without expecting them to be mad at you. I... I, all I'm thinking, like, want, I'm, getting, I'm thinking like sepsis. I, I have oh, no you're idea. surprisingly close. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Cockney rhyming st- slang style. So sepsis, say that. Mm-hmm. What what else sounds like the same root word, or comes from the same Se- root word? Yeah, septic. Yeah. Yep. Like a septic. What? Wait. So like a tank. So you're okay. like a, you're like a piece of shit. No. What rhymes with tank? Okay. Remember, it's like rhyming. Oh. Oh, tank. Oh, wink. Wink. Was that the wink? No. No. Close. Uh, I, I know what you're doing. Why? <laughs> a yank. I, Yankee. Oh. So you'd, you'd call an American instead of a Yankee that goes to septic tank like a piece of shit. And they call that a seppo. Septic tank, yank, Yankee, yank, septic tank, seppo. That's a long way to go to get there. I'm surprised I was anywhere in the neighborhood I at all. I couldn't believe you said I mean, I wouldn't have insisted you get that close. I was like, shit, if he got that, he might be able to walk this in. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll give you. So it's a phrase. Fuck spiders. I've heard this one before. I think it Is just it means a like. search term? You're ha- yeah, like you're having a shitty day or something. Mm, no, it's like. Um, like uh, standing around. Like I'm not gonna sit here and fucking stand around. Oh, and fuck spiders! Yeah, like, well, I'm gonna stand around and fuck time. spiders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd be time. wasting okay. your time. You fucked a spider, right? <laughs> That'd have to be a <laughs> pretty big spider, Alan. I have heard that term before. I how, just couldn't remember. How about right? this phrase? How'd you pull up? How'd you? Oh, uh, like where'd you park? Or how'd you? That's what I thought. Where, where'd you leave your car? <laughs> how'd you do last night? How'd you get? How? How? How are you this morning? Like if y'all, oh, if y'all went okay. out and you knew that you'd been drinking. So I, when I saw Alex, the, the brunch after the wedding, he's like, Hey, how'd you pull up? And I'm like, that's not how he talks. He's like, how'd you, wait, hold on. This is how he talks. Okay. Can we compare that to Natasha's? Uh, yes, yes. 
Although he's putting it on in that. Yeah. I like uh, his better. To I be do honest. too. Uh, no. Is it no? No. no it's in a. Did I not save it as an R? <laughs> Sorry, did I put the brakes on the show? No, you're fine. Oh. No. 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 Yeah. So they, <laughs> I guess, so he was actually saying, he's like, so he's from Southern Australia and they have a little bit more mm-hmm. of, so they were never founded as a penal colony. So because of that, they have a slightly oh. more posh version of the accent. So he couldn't do Got a very it. good now. Um, and it explains her mom too. She, you know, she, I don't, I don't know. Well, she doesn't sound like a bogan cunt, which is what you got to sound like if you're going to say a right. or one of these. This is my favorite one. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how'd you pull up? I was like, I feel like I know what that means intuitively, but you're speaking another language. Okay. Trackies. What are trackies? I would assume it's like clothing, like a tracksuit, like a nailed pants. it, like uh, sweatpants. Yes. Nice. Did you say sweatpants? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. How, yeah, pants. how about Dax? Dax. Yeah. Dax. 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 I. I'm drawing a complete. Dax are just pants. But the, oh, okay. But they rhyme, so they'll call them tracky Dax, which is very charming <laughs> in the accent. I should get him to it's send so in silly. all of these. Yeah. Uh, it is so silly. Tracky Dax. Um, oh, because he like said I did better on that game than expected. Way better, way better. He said that um, <laughs> in school when you'd pants people here, he's like, "Yeah, we call it daxing, daxing." We, I'm like, "Well, we it's have like a thing called daxing too." Yeah, that's when you call the SWAT team out to people's addresses. All right, dude, let's uh, call that a show. That was fun, man. That was fun. All right, I'll see you in a couple days. All right. When a guy's banging you, y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady, cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. (laughs) How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.